gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the Good Bits Podcast. It's episode number 60, and can you believe it, ladies and gents? It is the best and biggest, most important and most special podcast of the entire year. The year is only seven days old when we're recording this. It could be as old as you want it to be when you listen to this, and that's okay because we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for joining us. It's the Good Bit Podcast. It's episode 60, and it is the top 10 films of 2019. Yes. yes! Yes! Didn't plan that, but it went so well. Hello again, everybody. My name is Chris Moffat. I will be your host. I will be your uh, your guide throughout your quest. <laughs> and I'll be um, and I'll be your uh, what's the other one? What's the one I used to say? The place that run the the face that runs the place. <laughs> the place that runs the face. And the place that runs the face. And uh, yeah, we're here for my favourite podcast of the year. It's a shame it's done in January because then everyone. After this is a bit deflating, but until now, this is the best one. Let's get it going. My, uh, we've got a full house this year, ladies and gents. Last year we were one late. We're happy to say we've rectified that this year. Joining me to my left right now is my boy. One more again. It is you and John Ferguson. Welcome back to the show, my friend. All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are we? It's good to see you. It's, it's good to see all the viewers too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When's the last time you were on? I can't remember. Let me get the phone. I don't know. Um, I feel like maybe the last thing that I spoke about was... Joker. Joker. Third of November. Yeah. Episode 58. And then we did the My Life in Movies Q&A. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. That uh, was fun. That was good. So, lovely to have you back. You missed the last one, which we talked about. Uh, Knives Out, Blue Story, and Predictions for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but now we've seen it. It's in the book, but will it be on the list? We'll still we'll still <coughs> see. Also, join me again is my good close personal friend and someone who I love more than many other people in the world. It's Lilio. It's Leanne. Hello. The one you're always on. You yeah. make sure you're here. Always. You travel far and far and wide to Three come here. Three hours and twenty five minutes on the train today. Thirteen quid. Thirteen forty. I think you'll find. Oh, I'm sorry. I, t- I said I'd pay it back, but you said no. No, you, that's fine. Because you like this. This my is your favourite one too. To you. Thank you. I know it's a late Christmas present. You could have got it done by the 25th. Happy New Year, scrubber. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Oh. Go on in. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even funny now. Everyone's went silent. Okay. I don't know. We've lost control. Oh, We've lost sorry. control already. Uh, also, making his return to the top 10. He was last on back in August. Where was Wait, I last what? on? Sorry. You were last on. <laughs> you were last on the 10th of May. Oofed. We talked about Avengers Endgame. Oh, sweet. That was good, but to be fair, that was only six episodes ago. There wasn't many episodes in 2019. You really get your shit together, Yeah, Chris. I know. I'm sorry. I've let you down. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Docker's back, ladies and gents. The original co-host of The Good Bit. You're back for the top ten. How does it feel to be back? It feels great to be back. Didn't get much of an intro there. Take a an intro. Leanne's just been... Ewan got best friend and uh, OG. Leanne got uh, my favourite person in the world. And I got, well, Aaron Docker's back. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I've travelled from London. <laughs> Fucking Oban. <laughs> I tried, I tried seven hours on a train, not fucking three. <laughs> fucking hell. Listen, it would have been more. Seven hours on <laughs> How about that? To Rob Royston. How about that? Oh, listen. <laughs> listen, they, they interrupted me with their uh, mad chatter. I was going to give you this big introduction. She goes, when's the last time I was on? I'd like a big introduction now. Please. Right, here we go. Sorry, okay. let's, let's rewind. Blah, blah. It's been the most chaotic five minutes of the podcast. Like, this is going to be a long one, so let's try and get straight into it. No chance. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Uh, okay, big intro. <coughs> oh, I'm known for my big intro. You don't actually, you don't actually have to. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's, I was in the middle of doing it. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. No, you I know. Like, I'm so sorry. I, it's all my fault. Last last summer, we were in London. We went to his studios for this, but he's finally back. He was here every single year for the top 10. Missed it last year. So happy to have him back. His name is R&D, and he's here to my right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. That's better. That's better. His name is R&D. <laughs> <laughs> to my right. For some reason, I don't know why I do it. Always what does the D stand for? Ducard. <laughs> I've I've been on this list for ages, just being like I don't know what's going to sit there. I finally think I've cracked it. Have we explained what it is yet? <coughs> this is top ten films of the year. Right. People yeah, know. No, he has. He said. Sorry, that. I forgot. Sorry, it's so long ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six minutes thirty eight seconds ago. No, I lost that cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, it's the top ten films of the year. My favourite of the year. Um, and uh, you know we make this list all year round anytime we go to see a film in the cinema we watch one on Netflix we see something on the telly goes right on to the, the thinking and the planning for this podcast here this year I'd just like to thank the world and the ether and cinema itself for providing 2019 in cinema with us because this is I think to me been the best year for cinema that I've ever experienced I think it's been I think good it's, it's been the biggest year absolutely mm. 2019 has been unbelievable a Scorsese a Tarantino, a new Star Wars, your Avengers, crap. Oh shit! Mm. Uh, what else? This is going to go down very well. Don't had just three, read out my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't seen Star Wars, so that won't be on it. Uh, but how, but that's a good point though. Like, there's so much that came out, so many people that were like legends, and so many people who are well respected, and newcomers as well, putting out this just amazing stuff. Loads of sequels though. Tons. It's been the years mm. of the sequel and the remake, mm. but somehow. The originals and even some of those remakes have been so good they've kind of made their way to the top and they may have ended up in our top tens, they may have not, but they've all been pretty, pretty good if I'd say so. But a great year. <laughs> and it's actually a shame that we've done less podcasts than normal because there's been so many films to talk about and that's why a lot of the episodes this year has been like The Lion King, uh, Spider-Man and Yesterday all in the one episode because there's been so many good ones coming out at one time. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. You know, yeah, Yesterday was great. I've not seen it. Yeah. See, that's... I, I don't feel like... I've necessarily not been to the cinema this year as much as I normally do, but I just feel like there has been yeah. an overwhelming yeah, amount yeah. of I've like, been, the things I that I've wanted to, see, but I haven't. I've been to the cinema more than usually. Than usually. You, ha- than you usual. have. How many have you seen the cinema? Uh, sixty-one. That's absolutely you, mental. This is a comprehensive list. But this is I've a great seen. Year but I've you. seen a lot of movies multiple times. So I've been to the cinema okay. more than oh, that. Okay. No, no, it's sixty-one films. Individual. Oh, okay. But more, that's than, crazy. more trips than that. So how, in terms of making the list, I know it was hard for me because there's been so many good films and big films and that sort of thing. How was it for you making your lists because, you know, there's been so many to pick from? I I, I've done it gradually throughout the year because I've done letterbox. Me too. Mm, I me did too. that last year. I was so prepared, but obviously I wasn't here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's nice you made the seven hour change. Uh, I made, well, yeah, seven hours. Uh, <laughs> Give or take. But I've made it gradually. So the last few years I've compiled it on the day. Good. But this year, I've prepared since day one. Right, okay. And so I feel like Me I've too. been with this list Me for too. quite some time. See, I've been doing Letterboxd like you, but when I... You changed it. See, yeah, because I was looking at it that way, where just because I rated a film five stars doesn't necessarily mean I like it's my favourite film. Absolutely. So I took a note of like all my five and four star movies, and that came to 26. <laughs> Films. Wow! So I had to cut That's... the twenty six. So I put a star. I was writing it down on the train this after, this morning, and then I put a star next to all the ones. I was like, yes, loved that. Yeah. So then that came to fifteen. Right. So I had to nice. Cut five from that. But then I remembered one later on, so I've had to move more. So there's actually 60, 16 films. You got one of the mentions we can talk about at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. But mm-hmm. it was hard. Always good to have spares. Because yeah. just because I thought a movie like because there was 
like, for example, it's not on my list. Toy Story 4 is not on my list, but I gave that five stars. Yeah, but then I was like, but it's not, it's not one of the ones I was like, oh my God, this is the best film I've seen all year. So yeah. it's not on my list. It's... But I mean, I, it was really good. I loved it. Yeah. Five stars, but it's just been such a good year. Yeah. You. Hey, making your list. So, so yeah, the only letterbox I have is for my envelopes. Um, <laughs> I'm maybe going to start that. I actually since since Especially well, you, if you showed me if you get a cinema card, that'd be good because it kind of keeps you on top of things. Yes, yeah, so also thinking about that, getting a Cineworld card, and my special diabetes card. Don't tell the government. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the government love the good bit, so. Um, because then that, that means me and someone else can go to the cinema. Excellent, yeah. So I think I'll be getting one of them. Because it just makes more sense. Before, it was like you had to go like four times to make up your money. But now, it's like twice and you're made up your money. Twice. It's always been and, twice. And a month, yeah. Because we're not students. Well, 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 yeah, when we were students, it was like three times. Because uh, it's like seven quid when we first used to. Yeah, remember. now it's 9.40 for a student ticket and 11.60 for an yes, adult ticket. Yeah, yeah, I can't get a student In the Glasgow one, in, in oh, Brentford. Yeah. But, but if you go to the view, it's like three, four quid. Yeah. The difference is mental. They do. There, well, there's a view opening down in St. Enix. There is indeed. There's one of the Fort now. Oh. Yeah. So, are you thinking mm. of switching? No, you wouldn't. I get the card. Ah. So, yeah, thinking about getting a card. In terms of making my list... I was well prepared as always. I made it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the, I love the charm of your list, though, because it's so like really contrast. It's yeah, good. absolutely. But I always just put like things that. Well, we were talking about this earlier on. It's hard sometimes if you've just seen a film. Yes. And you want to put it high up, but you, maybe it isn't actually. That's happened that to me. High in your list. On this list, I can admit it because I watched. I caught up with a lot of them over the past week. In preparation for this podcast, and I was like, I need to watch that one. I need to watch this one that I missed, and I think the four or five that I'd watched the first time shot right up to the top because they're fresh in my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? You are. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to rate that. But me and my friend were talking about this. Uh, another fellow YouTuber, Luke, we were um, talking about this on Facebook the other day. It's like, how do you? Obviously, because Liam was talking about five star films and the best films that she's seen. However, a, a really good and well made film might not contrast to yeah. being. The favourite, you know? Yeah. Or the favourite, which I thought was an amazing film, but I just didn't relate to it at all, so it's nowhere near my top ten. You know what I mean? That's it's like the bottom of your list. And it's, it's near the bottom, because I just can't... I've not watched... I've never wanted to watch it again, but I, I technically, it's aesthetically really yeah, good. Right. So that's, you know a, I mean? that's a distinction that I've made. That's a distinction. Because like, there's some films I'm like... That wasn't maybe a great film, but I oh no, there's films, there's films on my list that I can 100 percent say they bombed, right? They crashed and burned, but I fucking loved it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about that. It's about how it's about how you it's about your favorite, right? Your favorite, not necessarily a good movie, but something that you enjoyed. It spoke to you in some manner. Experience, and we've talked about this before. Experience, how it happened um, on the day, and mainly, I'm talking about this earlier as well. Our top fives could let us all five films in our top fives are so good. They could change any order. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's been so high quality. And also, I was saying this earlier as well. I, there's not been one film this year that I can say I hated. Oh, I, know oh, I kind of enjoyed to somewhat liked every film I saw. Seriously? I'd say there's yes. maybe like three mm. or four that I'm like, nah, I didn't actually enjoy that. But that's out of sixty films. Yeah. So at the bottom, sixty-one films. At the bottom of my list, I have uh, the Firefest documentary <laughs> because. It looked amazing, and I was like, yes. And it was so boring. But I love the story of it. Yeah, but I just funny. didn't like the documentary. So it's the bottom. But again, I enjoyed watching it. Like, it was interesting finding out about it. I did not dislike this film or this documentary. Just didn't 
it was a bit let down, wasn't interested at the end, so it's at the bottom. And as you work up, you know, it's the yeah. exact same. Yeah. And then you get to your top ten and stuff and all of them are just below way amazing. Shall we get going? Yep. Yes. Because I feel it. like we're, we're going to take ages with these films anyway. A lot of them will be different, but I think a lot of the top ones are going to be the same. Um, let's do the let's do the, the 90 second rule. Or, you want to do 90 seconds or 60 seconds? We'll do 90 seconds. I don't think anyone will have my number 10. No? I don't think anyone has mine either. I don't think anyone has my number 5. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Which um, which order do you want to go? I go, I go first. Yeah. I go first. You and Aaron Leanne, is that the usual? I think so. I know I go first. One, two, three, four, maybe. Okay. Go, you last? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll... Oh, maybe. Chris first, you in second, Aaron third, Leanne last. 90 yeah, seconds on each. Here we go, ladies and gents. This is the Good Bit Podcast, episode number 60. The top 10 films of 2019 let me get my list let me get my list let me get my list I'm so excited let me get my list I've actually forgotten because I did so much shifting yes the hardest part of the list for me was number 10 number 11 number 12 number 9 like that sort of area because it's like which one gets bumped which yeah. one's on number mention right, which one yes. needs to be on that top 10 mm-hmm. so last night I couldn't decide which one's going on there so last night I just made a rash decision I've not seen it in a while but I remember loving it so much so my number 10 is Stan and Ollie Oh, yeah. The Lol and Hardy film biopic from 2019, this time last year, January. Um, but Leanne and I saw it together mm-hmm. as an unlimited screening in November of 2018. Yeah. Ooh. But it was a 2019 film, so when we were making the list for 2018, I was like, Stan Ollie can't be on there because it's not out here yet. We just saw it as a secret screening. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to remember it. So every single text I sent Leanne throughout the year. How are you going to be a top 10? What films have you seen? Remember Stan and Ollie? <laughs> Every time. I was like, Chris, I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> but I was scared. I was going to forget it, you know. It's, um, yeah, it, it was beautiful. It's such a good film. And it's, um, Lord and Hardy's always been a double act that I've been fascinated by because my dad was a big fan when he was younger. And as I was growing up, he'd always like have them and put them on and that mm. sort of thing. So I knew them as a, as a unit. Yeah. But I'd never known their story. And their story's so interesting how many fallen outs they have literally their lives are like broken because they've just fallen out of being pals it's uh, John C. Riley who plays Ollie, Ollie and Steve Coogan who plays Hardy mm-hmm. Oliver Wait, oh, no. no it's Oliver Stan Laurel Stan, Stan, Laurel. Stan I always Laurel get confused. and Oliver Hardy and it's like such two totally different actors oh, totally different styles so but amazing. for some reason it just clicks they work so well together you know there'll be musical numbers to do there'll be dances they do the 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 slapstick gags they do when people like fall over and get hit in the face and mm-hmm. things fall down the stairs and stuff and break through windows it's all just hilarious but there's this sort of like sweetness about it mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance to rewatch it I decided to watch something else last night instead but um, if I had a little extra time that'd be the one that I'd rewatch. so my number 10 the Lol, lol, lol and Hard Date biopic Stan and Ollie Sweet. Yeah. Nice, solid choice. Thank you. Oh, it's such I started a... that a bit early, so you had to. Okay, good, so, good, good. It's such a nice film. It's beautiful. I love it. it. It's so nice it's on, and tender. It's on Prime, and... isn't it? Yeah, is it? yeah, I think it so. is. Yeah, I it is an actor's film, it. too, because it's just so well All, every done. Every performance in it is yeah. so good. And accurate. Yeah, and know? hilarious as well. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Mm. Cool. You both. All right, so it's me. Okay. Uh, let me see. Right. So. This is a film, I can't even remember when it came out, I probably should have looked that up to be honest. Uh, I want to say kind of before summer, maybe summer of last year. Um, uh, So my number 10 is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Nice. Because, just because for the sheer insanity of it, (laughs) it's so, so 
crazy, but so cool as well. Like the all the action sequences is so over the top, but yet it's still like it's because they are actually doing it as well most of the time. You, it's believable, even though it's like they're flipping about all over the place or falling off a three-story building, just walks back up. Oh, it's fine, obviously. Yeah, you know. of course. Um, Keanu Reeves, isn't it? Keanu Reeves, the boy. He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah. In real life. like always on stunts, everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's like a fourth one coming out. I don't know he says how. He'll, he says he'll do as many fan, films as the fans want. That's what he's, he's he's like I'm up for anything whatever they want I'll he's do it. here for it Good. I've not seen any of them but I know I'd love them my mum loves um, them <laughs> but yeah no very good excellent very good I have not seen a single John Wick film same but it's on the list yeah. however I've been told I'd love it and if like a third film in a series can be so good then that must be a good sign yeah, yeah. I think it's more for like the action and stuff like it's just yeah like it just looks really good like, yeah because you like the Bond films too don't you yeah they're a bit yeah, like that it's kind of like that yeah, yeah. Cool. the fourth John Wick film is coming out on the same day as the fourth Matrix film. Oh, I Which saw he, that. Oh, wow. Double Keanu Reeves whammy. That's a big yeah. day for him. I'll, um, I'll try to check them all out before that then and see the cinema. Mm. That sounds good. Good choice. R&D. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what we doing? Welcome <laughs> uh, okay, to the podcast, brother. Uh, my number 10 is, uh, I think, fighting with my family. Oh, oh no nice. way. No way. I saw it. I'm so happy about that. Me and my mate were at drama school. We were having a tough time uh, in a process. We were playing two old men uh, in a play. We were a bit miserable. Uh, <laughs> and we went and we said, oh, there's nothing at the cinema. Let's go see Fighting With My Family. It's like got The Rock in it and Stephen Merchant wrote it. We're like, ugh, okay. And we both said for the two hours or whatever we watched it, we forgot about that we were playing old men in a stupid play. Absolutely. We had a great time. That's what I was all invested so in our story and I was thinking about it. I was like, why would I go, why am I interested in the wrestling films? Like, I don't, I'm not into wrestling. Mm. Then that's the power of films, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. I gave a shit because it was a good story. It was a good film. Good acting. And I, good acting. Oh, and that's, so that's, nice. that's, I think encapsulates the power of filmmaking for me. Mm. Did you think about it, me? I thought about you the whole time. I was like, Chris, I love this. And I shouldn't love this. But yeah. I do. Because it's a film. And films are great. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Excellent. Yeah. That's the core oh, of the mean, podcast. Film That's can great. put you in someone else's shoes. It doesn't matter what they do. If it's a good human story, you're into it. Yeah. Yeah. I was re-watching it the other day with Claudia. And I was texting Chris. I was like, right, Chris, you need to explain this. Explain that. And he's on a night out sending me like six metre long I'm like, sitting there text. in a booth, a booth with all my mates with like a strongbow. And I'm just like, give me a second. And I was like replying to Leanne, telling <laughs> her how wrestling text. works. So the texts were so long. Claudia was like, is he still going? I'm like, yeah, he's still typing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, get, I get very passionate about oh, it. Oh, no, but that's that's oh, yeah. what you're saying. Like, I, that's what I've about. never been into wrestling. Don't really, I've never really got the right. vibe of it. But that Watch. movie, I was like, I need to know more. Exactly. Christopher, talk to me. Mm. Exactly. Cool. I wish you were in person because I would have bowled the face off you. I know. Right? Yeah, I'm so. glad I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I started watching it the other day and I just, I, I watched like the first 10 minutes. I was laughing, but then just ended up going to bed. But I need to go back to it. Yeah. It's oh, funny. It's fu- it's so funny. funny. And not only is, is Florence Pugh, who plays Paige, I it's not her. only she great. Yeah. People like Nick Frost, who and generally is just a bit daft. And Vince Vaughn. Love Vince Are Vaughn. really good. Vince yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Vaughn's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a guy! I yeah. like him a lot. So funny because like I know the real people who they're yeah. playing, and it's like Vin, Vince Vaughn playing the fucking head the talent relations. It's just weird. It is. Yeah, but no, I'm so happy I've been on your list. That's yep. been my day. Number ten. Nice. Lilo. Ooh, mine. I didn't time that one. I yeah. think I think we pretty nailed, pretty much nailed it. Then. My number ten. I'm gonna butcher the 
pronunciation of this. Capernaum? Capernaum? Don't know. So it's about... So it's, it's a Lebanese film, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh. Uh, so it's about a wee boy who's been serving time in prison. Don't know why. He's like 12 years old. You don't know what he's done. Some violent crime. Yeah. Uh, and the movie starts with him getting taken to court because he wants to sue his parents for giving birth to him. Because Whoa. they shouldn't have. Because they could, had no means to look after him. Like he's got like seven, seven siblings and all that. So it's like his story of... So it like cuts back... So it's like his story of him like leaving the family at eleven because they've sold her sold his sister uh, into a marriage and stuff, and then he's he ends up living with an Ethiopian refugee and her baby, but then she gets taken away by um, immigration, wow. and so it's this twelve year old boy looking after a, a, a wee baby. So and that sounds great. Oh, it is it's such a good film, but it really makes you just so angry yeah. at the world because like oh it's just heartbreaking, but it's all it's all in. You love a heartbreaking film. Whatever language, Lebanese. Lebanese. I don't. I Subtitles. sound so fucking ignorant, but um, no, no, the wee boy, like the, wee boy the wee boy, who is the mm. lead, he's actually a Syrian refugee. Wow. Okay. Um. So he's actually a he's actually like gone through shit like this, and it is just oh, it's a heartbreaking film. I walked like I left the cinema after it, and I was like, I hate the world. I hate the world. Mm. I want everyone to die. <laughs> it's not fair. Mm. But it's a it's a really. Stunning movie, like really, really beautiful. Everyone in it, all the performances. You kind of forget that you're watching a movie, like you're watching it, and you think that this is. I mean, it is real life yeah. for a lot of people, so it's really, really good. I highly sure. recommend everyone go see it. I'll check that out. I don't know how it's pronounced. Capernaum. Capernaum. It's C C A P E R N A U M. When did it come out? Recent or? Because um, I'm maybe Oscar worthy. Um, I don't know when it came out. It was it was when I was still in Glasgow. Right. So. So, I mean, not, not too long ago. Like June, July, maybe? Yeah. I suppose any film yeah, could be Oscar money. Mm. Let me see the poster. But it is really, the wee boy, he no, is mm. incredible, the wee guy acting. Okay, great. So, so incredible. I'll check that out. Sounds good. Try yeah. and get that for, for before Oscar time, even. Cool. Everybody's number 10s were significantly different. Yeah. Were they? Oh, yeah. That's so great. Different. And that's the beauty of this podcast. Time for my we number had nine. Action, heartbreak, uh, Wrestling. comedy. <laughs> What was mine? It's Stan and Ollie. Stan and Ollie. Beautifully... Tender. Tender. Tender's a great word for it. My number nine is The Irishman. Oh! Netflix original, Martin Scorsese, with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, Joe Pesci, Sebastian Maniscalco, Harvey Keitel. My God, what a cast this is. Literally, Mm. you you just read that off IMDb out of your head. That was not even in front of you. You knew that. That was yeah. Yeah, It's not like the film. There was a lot of names. Gotta learn these things, man. It's um, I did a review about it recently for YouTube. That's why it's kind of still fresh in my head. But it was one of those ones where I was so excited to find that we were going to experience a Scorsese gangster film with Robert De Niro in it in this generation. Finally, was released. Watched the trailer and stuff. Thought it looked great. Got a lot of good views on YouTube. The trailer reaction that I did, which was always always a boost. So I went to go watch it. So it was three and a half hours long, and anybody who knows me knows I don't like long films. Mm. Total red flag for me. <laughs> so I went, no chance, no way I'm watching that. So I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. And I was talked into it and I said, yeah, well, I'm going to make this top ten and there's no way I can escape this year without seeing it. So I said, well, we'll watch it in three instalments. Oh, so you watched it on I watched the first hour one time, went out for drinks that night that Leanne asked me about wrestling, <laughs> got home, I'll watch another hour. And was enjoying it so much, I watched the whole thing. Mm. And... Again, for me to sit that long, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm impatient, and I just, my mind wanders. I just can't sit there for that long. 
However, it kept me so entertained. It was so funny. It was so well acted. It was such a good story. And I'm not even a gangster film guy. No. Goodfellas, Godfather, Casino, not really my thing. I know they're great films and some of the greatest ever. They're nowhere near my top 10 films ever. But for some reason, there was something that I liked about this film. And I don't know if it was because there was a passage of time. You start off with a somewhat middle-aged De Niro and you end up with him being literally on his deathbed. Mm. Um, the fact I'm seeing Joe Pesci act again, an old man, but still being Joe Pesci. The best old man acting I've ever seen. Ever seen. Like proper old man. Hala- but hilarious as well. Mm. Heartbreaking at times, the fact De Niro just goes about and shooting, shooting folk in the face for no reason. It is a must-watch, even though it's three and a half hours long. And I would recommend splitting it up. It's you so doable. And as you get to it, you can't stop. So my number nine is The Irishman. Nice, nice, nice. I didn't time that one either. So I, went I, on I made the mistake of, of watching it in the cinema and not at home when I could split it up. Did you get and it in the cinema? Yeah, it was. It, it in the cinema, I the just cinema. it was too long. In yeah, the cinema. absolutely. I wish I'd done what you done. Yeah. Well, I I probably would have watched the whole thing. The one go was that good. Ooh, right. See, off, you know. Well, maybe I wouldn't if it was. I kind of wish I had seen it in the cinema in one. I split it up. Oh, did you? And I did it in two goes. And I enjoyed it, it was good, but I wish that I'd done it in the one. Cause I feel like when you, sp- like, so I'd watched one half one night and then it was maybe two nights later I watched the yeah, okay. second half. And by the time I was like, I'd kind of lost the the flow. feel of, like, the flow of, yeah. Um, I know it was long though, because that, I'd, I'd watched an hour and a half. So like a normal film yeah a normal and length. I looked yeah. at the time and it was still two hours I was like Whoa. but it's, it's like different acts though there's different story arcs in it and that's what I loved about it because even though I hate long films I was still so invested that I yeah. had to be in the top 10 for that reason alone it was well crafted you know I, I, just think I mean the fact that we have to think about it so much oh how should I watch it it's you're, you're right it's too long you're right it's too long but great. it's great 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 film mm. never stop <laughs> go for your number long. nine Yoon okay so my <laughs> number nine is is it the long shot or just long shot I think it's just long shot long I shot. think it's just long, long shot. shot one arm a long shot S- oh yeah. Seth Rogen Seth yeah. Rogen oh what a Shall film brilliant I um, need you watch that yeah oh. we watched it the other night but I had I'd wanted to see it all mm-hmm. I wanted to see it all year and I missed it in the cinema and then I was trying to get it online. Sorry. I saw it in the cinema. I couldn't find it and then it came out. It's on Netflix It's now. on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we watched it on New Year's Day. Did we yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Great film. So loved it. So different. Like, like the story was just something that you don't, like it's not, it's just it wasn't hilarious. like your normal comedy, romantic comedy kind of thing. And it is kind of a romantic comedy yeah, totally. to some extent. Um, but yeah, it's so it was, unexpectedly yeah. funny. When I went to see it, I was I was just going to see it because it was like there was something that was on in the cinema, and me and Erin went. And then after it, we were die. We were just pissing ourselves laughing. It's just so funny. See the bit where she's like, "This is the scariest thing I've ever done," and I've been on a lift with Saddam Hussein, just me and Saddam. That is possibly <laughs> one of the funniest lines wow. I've ever heard in a movie. Like just and the way she delivers it, yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. hilarious as well. She's great. Yeah. Oh, it's such a funny film. And something so different good. for Seth Rogen. Because it's not your stereotypical, oh, I'm high, even though they get high in it. You yeah, know what I mean? oh my god, when they get high, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's a good film. Um, no, it was just a, it was a nice wee watch on New Year's Day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the better comedies I've seen this year, anyway. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, that's the only comedy I think I've got on my list. I don't know. Yeah. Good. So good. Really good film. Glad they got to be mentioned because it it's near my top 10 it's but I think near, it was yeah. like my number 18 or something so you can always it's count on mind. me to get those get those obscure ones, <laughs> <laughs> ones. Totally. Aaron my friend oh 
My number nine is Blinded by the Light. Oh! Ooh. I'm uh, happy. I want a good reaction. <laughs> happy that's on there. Huh? Uh, it's a nice wee film. It's very British. But there's some parts in it that are very, very, very spectacular. Absolutely. When he listens to Bruce Spring- Springsteen for the first time, that's a gets you going that's absolutely but it's mostly let's be honest we went to see it in an everyman in a really posh cinema with like a sofa we had a couch to ourselves we had a couch to ourselves it was like a date it, it was, was date. lovely there was old couples there and we said that's too we had ibos and that yeah 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 we had haribos and we had ciders we had ciders it was really cute it was a really it was a good night yeah uh, what about the experience that one sorry London sorry it was in London it was a last minute decision as well because we were going to go to the cinema and then we just saw the fans who we said let's go in and have a look and the and staff just let us in. Yeah. Yeah, you go have a look at the screen. Nice. <laughs> it's good, yeah. So we saw it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what else much to say about it because, it, I mean, it wasn't like a, it didn't change my life. Yeah. It enjoyed was a, it. It was a good, I felt happy. Totally. Yeah. Joy was had. Wee bit emotional at the end. Uh, but, but I prayed. Wee bit emotional at the end. You, yeah, maybe you told me you were getting a wee bit going because of like how, Yeah. because the relationship between him and his dad had just improved so much. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I can't remember the end, but I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink much huh? yeah. sort of um, But no, no, it's a good film. Awesome. Yeah, sweet. I think that's the thing as well. It's like not just about analysing it. Uh huh. I'm trying not to do that these days. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'd you're so right. Try not to do that at all now. I'm just like, just watch just enjoy it. it. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. It's like. There's a shit. Do you know Anthony Bourdain? Do you know that? Mm. I know the like, name. Yeah, Travelled yeah. the world and like ate everything and like shit. was a, yeah. the person that everyone went. Oh, what does it taste like? And he was like, I've just stopped describing it because it's like I could tell you that oh the saltiness of the mussels completely. This is how it's so good, but it's just fucking good. It tastes good. Yeah. This burger is good. Yeah. yeah. The film was good. It made me happy. Yeah. Sweet. That's all you need. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Lilo, you know my name, please. My number nine, Rocket Man. Nice. <gasps> yeah, I loved it. I love Elton John. I love Taron Egerton. I liked that it was a musical as opposed to like a jukebox, like or them just like playing the songs. Yep. As like, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody obviously loved it, but I liked that it was like an actual yeah musical. Like other characters were singing the songs and like the uh, duet when they did Honky Cat. Richard Madden and Taron Egerton. Richard Madden was great Love, in that Richard film. Madden was mm. great. Also, they said gay rights, you know, sexy gay scene, one of the first in like a Absolutely. Hollywood film. Oh, so yeah. that was right. pretty cool. Bum. Um, I was just, yeah, bum. Nice. Good bum, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice bum as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was a good one. Um, but it was just, it was, I thought it was really fun. It looked good. It was, ex- I just enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And I fucking love Elton John so Like much. his music. Oh, yes. Mm. Love Elton John so much. So, yeah. So I enjoyed it. It was a good film. And I, Elton John liked it too. So that's Did he? Good. good. Yeah. Well, he had a lot of hands. Yeah. Well, he, he, seemed, hand, he seems quite fussy, if I'm honest. So if he liked it, then that's a good thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, they changed things. Like, they made the relationship with his mum a little bit harsher than it maybe was in real life. him and his mum... Like up until I think she's dead now, but I think right. up until they her rekindled. death, they were yeah they rekindled and they were quite oh. close. But in the movie, she's a fucking villain. Okay, she's oh, not yeah. very nice. Says some mean things. Mm. But um, no, it was really, I think Taron Egerton really hit the ball at the park with He's the performance. Good, yeah. I think it was really excellent. I like the, the scene at the pool. Yeah, when he walks out all angry and he's got his he's got his dressing and he on. falls back. Yeah, he falls that's back when he tried to kill himself. I yeah. think that's my favorite scene. It was, it was great. That's when they start singing Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when the, he plays oh, the piano, when he, when he goes upside down, the piano. When he's walking through, oh, and it's 
Yeah, no, it's just very good. Favourite Elton John song? Benny and the Jets. Mine is uh, I'm Still Standing. I nice. love that, but he sings that. Ewan's. I guess that's why I call it Blues. Mm, yeah. That's right. <laughs> How many, see, when you go see these films, like The Blinded by the Life of Springsteen, Bohemian Rhapsody. You hear and, so many songs, you're like, and oh, Rocketman. that's them. You go, and, and yesterday, the Beatles is one as well. Yeah. How many good tunes they have. Yeah. And even yeah. Mamma Mia, but Abba. You're oh, like, aye. oh, yeah, that song's great. I love yeah. when that happens in films because you go, not only are you like, appreciating the film, there's stuff to go and stuff to go around it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the soundtrack as well is really good. When you listen to the soundtrack, you've got like the full story almost because they've got like some dialogue and stuff. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. So it's really, it's good. I so love you it. You were talking about in Blinded by the Light, the first time he was it the first time he listens mm. to the music. That's like a ooh, yeah. long to run, brilliant. Um, uh, in uh, in Rocket Man, when he's playing his first American gig. Mm-hmm. And is it Crocodile, Crocodile Rock? Rock. Yeah, that's one of those ones, and everyone's oh, singing along. And like, Brilliant! And he starts floating. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah, really at the trophy. Yeah, trophy I should give that one. I'm not sure actually. Um, yeah, I need. I want to see it again. I've not seen it since mm. I saw it in the cinema. I remember enjoying it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I it's came out and film. I was like, "Woo!" It's not too I long punched either. The air. I punched a fist <laughs> up the air. <laughs> I stood and cheered. Um, <laughs> so they don't join, but it was floating. Never mind. Uh, Cool. Another interesting selection of films for our number nines. Mm. My number eight is uh, such a wonderful film. And it's so much fun. And it's a type of film that I love more than any other type of film. My number eight is Knives Out. Oh, nice. Oh. I saw that last night. Did you? Yeah. Didn't get to see it. Oh, you, oh, you, you would have loved it. it. Really? It's I'll so beautiful. And not beautiful in the sense that we go, what a beautiful moment. It's beautiful in the sense where it's just everything comes together so nicely. Oh, yeah. And I love films that have the same event, but from different perspectives. Mm. Like a Back to the Future, or like a, there's a Simpsons episode where like you see the same events of the day through all members of the family of the Simpsons' point of view. Like Bart goes to school, and Homer goes to work, and all that stuff. Or Hateful Eight. Or Hateful Eight is another mm-hmm. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of, I mean, Pulp Fiction, and a bunch yeah, of Tarantino yeah. films. Um, but the way it was just Ryan Johnson as well, who I like, and um, you get someone like Chris Evans and someone like Daniel Craig, who are these uh, infamous actors that just do these iconic characters. I mean, you think of Daniel Craig, you think of James Bond, you think of Chris Evans as Captain America, but somehow in this film, they're able to make you think otherwise and they're not what they usually do. A bit questionable with Daniel Craig's accent. Oh my God, no, I loved it. At the start, he goes, <laughs> I'm here to throw a case, so I am. And it's like, you, you try, what you, James Bond, what are you doing? Joey sounds like, he sounds like the chicken lawyer from Futurama. He does a bit, yeah, <laughs> like a Southern American. But he still pulls it off, and then Chris Evans playing a bad guy, spoiler, oh. is like, um, is, 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 is so right, different okay, as well. So <laughs> yeah, it's so different as well. And there's moments with like all the members of the family that you're not really supposed to know until the end that you see early on. And then when it happens, you go, oh my God, yeah, remember that? It's so clever. What? And the main girl, Anna de Armas, oh, she's who really is good. in the new James Bond film with Daniel Craig, oh, no way. is amazing. And she deserves any award that she gets for it because she just holds that film. She's like young, she's new, um, never seen it before, and she was amazing. Yeah, and she's stunning. Very good. Yeah. So, my number eight is Knives Out, please, and I'd love you still to watch it. Yeah. I will. Well, I mean, you've ruined it. it. I'll try and forget everything. Yeah, no, I just but just I haven't ruined it. You actually did. Well, I know who did it. No. But do you? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, how, that, how does he? Because, because you Chris just went Evans Daniel went and got his knives out. Okay. I'm not, gonna say, I'm not going to say anything. Anyway, the only reason I wanted to watch it is I ain't saying anything. But it's done now. It's done, yeah. It's, you're good You've done, right? It. It's done well now. Done. Album, yeah, Hope you're happy with yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so my number eight is Captain Marvel. Mm. <laughs> um, 
Oh, Brie Larson's so hot. Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah, I think Sam Jackson. I think with um, what are they called? Scrolls. Scrolls. Um, oh, Ben Mendelssohn, one of the best performances a villain has ever given in a Marvel film. Oh, so funny. Not really a villain. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> but. Dumbass. Yeah, I just it was like very different. I suppose it must be hard now with Marvel. I suppose there's so much source material that they've got that they can change all the stories and stuff. But yeah. to keep making it like new and bringing fresh. in the new characters and still making it fresh, yeah, um, must be quite hard. But they they seem to do it every time. Totally new story, but yep, still totally makes sense. Story. That's so amazing. And then perfect little setup. For Who before she, yeah. end game as well and stuff like that. And I, I was, I was. Did we not see it a couple of times together? We definitely seen it once, once. together. Mm. I've, I thought, I've only seen it twice actually. I've seen it six times now. Six times in the cinema. Well, five in the cinema, once at home. Oh, I, wa- I watched it recently. But Ben Mendelsohn's character must have oh, the, the best lines in just, history. I mean, physiologically. Yeah. <laughs> That's Holy fine. Is. It's just a scratch. No. no. Oh no, but the best one is when he's in the house and he yeah. just goes, you know, you really should be kinder to your neighbours. You never know when you're going to need to borrow some sugar. <laughs> and it's just him saying it in that accent. And like, he's got his juice and he just oh, appears from nowhere. It's just so fucking funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Excellent. I loved it. I yeah. think it potentially my favourite Marvel film. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. I loved it. Wow. Cool. That's a good one. Maybe I'll spoil it for the end of the list then. Aaron, what number is that? Eight? eight. Add number eight. All right, add Astra for me. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I was in awe for uh, most of the film. It's just, it, it's beautiful and I feel like it. Have, have you seen it? Yes. No. Sorry. Sorry. I, it, Brad Pitt. Not to spoil yes. Brad Pitt. But it takes you on a journey. Basically, the storyline allows you to go from like the earth to the moon, to where's it going? Mars, Mars, and then to Jupiter, Jupiter. maybe. It like go, it's like the real planets, like as if we could travel to each of them, right? And it's like as if we're in the future somehow. The, but like, and you can not, take a train there, right? Yeah, but it's oh, not yeah. like Star Wars. It's like our world. Yeah, it's like really, really well done. Very like, clever. I'm not gonna say realistic, but it is realistic, right? Absolutely. It puts you there. If that was a possibility, it's as realistic as you're going to get. It would be much higher up on the list if the end wasn't a bit disappointing. Not to spoil it. Right, okay. Okay. But um, do you, you not feel it's just a bit at the end of just like, I've, oh, that for Kind that. of, yeah. And I kind of felt it moved a bit slow at first until something happened. And then I was like, right. Right. And it was also a long film it, in space. Was that a long film? I can't even remember. It's like remember. two and a half hours, I'm sure. Well, to see there, it's testament to it because I was, yeah. I was with it the whole way. Yeah, mm. okay. Um, and a, a films, it's it's hard to do that because you know every film has a thing where it if it has you, you know, it, it makes you do certain things like a Tarantino makes you do certain things. Yes. And if you're not in it, and if it's lost you, if it's done something you don't believe, you're just then sort of watching it from afar. A different way. Oh, you're trying to do that now. Yeah. I was with it the whole way. Nice. Good. And I thought it was beautiful. It's one of... And, and, and Brad Pitt, he's making a rena- renaissance. He absolutely is. He may be doing mm. the best work of his career. And also, it's probably... That film, it's nowhere near my top ten. However, at, in terms of the way it looks, 
and how it's done is so that it could be top five in terms of best looking film and sound yeah it's going to win an Oscar of some form like that I think I think so yeah and uh, what's his face his dad what's what's the actor called Tommy Lee Jones Jones. yeah he's great too yeah good choice cool number eight we're going to hurry this up oh my number eight is the favourite oh really yeah I liked it. I thought it was. It looked really good. Like the costumes and everything was amazing. I loved the music so much. I found myself listening to classical music for about three weeks after it, just walking along like. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> um, also, Olivia Coleman in it is just hilarious. Like absolutely kills me. I thought it was really funny. It was a nice story. Like unexpected. Also, they said gay rights, <laughs> um, and it was just great. Fucking loved it. She deserved, she deserved the Oscar oh more than anybody. Oh my god, yeah. So, did she get it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Best oh, did she get it? I forgot! Best, it's been a while! <laughs> um, no, amazing. Loved it. Move She's on. Got What's next? Globe there for, for the, the crown. crown. Yeah. She's good at playing queens. She's mm, she is a queen. She's well, hilarious, I think that's she? why she got She's so funny. the crown. Because she, oh, did, was so that she really? did the favourite. Really? So. Well, I was not a best. I'm sure the crown's been out for a while. Yeah, but she wasn't in it until this season. Oh, I see, right, okay. I wanted to see the favourite because it was Claire Foley. Oh, did you know? It might have been on my. Oh, I think, would, I think you would. I absolutely really think it. you'd love the favourite. I wanted to see it and just didn't. Oh, you like a period drama, don't you? Yeah. You'd love Nicholas Holt in it. See period I just stuff. I don't. Me know. neither. Mm. Uh, can't, I can't connect with a period drama at all. Skins. No. Uh, Nicholas Holt. Warm bodies. No. X Men. Beast. He's beast in X Men. Well, I'll look at it. I want to watch. Is it on anything? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Spider Man Dissum. It's one of these things. There's been a few of them, like that people have said already. If I've seen it, I think no. I think you definitely would enjoy the favourites. Totally you would nice enjoy it. Well. It's very funny. Oh, it's, it's hilarious! Favorite. I saw it two days in a row. Cool. Because I went to the cinema, saw it with Erin and Emma, but then Erin felt sick, had to leave. So then we went the next day again, so Erin could see. How's see Emma's Emma? Uh, Emma Stone. Stone. Emma Stone's she's RP. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's stunning yeah. as well. Also, oh, um, what's her name? Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz. Yeah. She looks, she looks, uh, she's hilarious she's Daniel Craig's wife yes oh yes. really that's yeah. right yeah wow. that's right but anyway yeah good film number seven Christopher. my number seven is Captain Marvel ah oh, oh. Well, yeah, yeah uh, we, we said everything that we had to say about it it's one of those Marvel films that you forget about in a year that the biggest Marvel film of all time came out mm. yeah, um, yeah. but it's still so good the fact that you still remember it and it can get lost in that shuffle I think Brie Larson's amazing I became a fan of her Full Room, yeah, uh, mm. which was which came out the year that we all started drama school together, mm-hmm. and and we went to see it and we were like, this is this is one of the greatest films of all time. Obviously, it's not, but like at the time we were like, this is an acting film because the wee the was it wee guy, yeah, the wee boy is is brilliant and and she's brilliant as well. And she because of that film, she was always on my radar to find out she was not only in a Marvel film, she was the lead and she was a female lead following Wonder Woman from DC. Marvel have Captain Marvel and she was amazing. Everything. She is so next level stunning, next level talented. Sam Jack always good to see Sam Jackson and Sam Jackson's playing a younger guy with hair. And he's hilarious. And it's hilarious because you see how he got the eye patch because he's attacked no. by a cat. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Uh, so Captain Marvel's number seven. Sweet. Yeah, you go. My number seven is I just watched it the other day. Toy Story Four. Yeah. Um. So, how can you not love Toy no, Story? Do you know what I mean? Um, I thought it was a, it was a good end. It was a good ending. I yes. thought. Is it the ending though? Because we thought three was the ending. I know. Well, I suppose. I feel like this is maybe it now. I don't know. Definitely the end for Woody. Anyway. 
This is a spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've not seen it. I mean, I'm, I'm but not. it's um, no, it was nothing bad happens. It's like it's a, it's a kids movie. But yeah, it's, um, I, feel, I, I feel like it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I don't know if it was like necessary. Like they ended, like, they, they perfect trilogy, us, but they ended it. Perfect trilogy. Yeah, three. but then, but it's but still then, good. It's considering still fun. the fact there's a perfect trilogy and a perfect ending, they come back with another one and it's still amazing. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's true. A good yeah. thing, you know. It was really fu- like it was funny and Duke Kaboom. Yes. Oh yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves back in it. I like. I think Pixar are very good at making it funny, but it's like not necessarily just like kids funny. It's like funny like that I would find yeah. like, that's that Pixar. I find funny. Yeah. Uh huh. Like references, like pop culture references and stuff, and I go, oh, "That's funny." Yeah. Like just be stupid things like that. More buzz. I would have liked more buzz. Yeah. It wasn't that so you much. Should have had it all smoke before we went in. Yeah. Well, that's you know. Maybe a joke. Ah, yeah. It wasn't it's funny. Not flat. Yeah. Bella buzzing. Quite sad actually. Yeah. No, I I liked it. I wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. Added a couple of newbie characters in. Yeah. I saw Fold the X. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, good experience. Oh, wow. Good experience. Um, not as good as Frozen Two for the X, I must say, because Frozen Two was the best for the X I've ever seen. So was it cold? Yes, and you got snowed on. It was great. But Toy Story Four was good for the X because when Duke Kaboom is flying from a table to another, you also feel like you're flying from that table, which is a lot of fun. Sweet. Yeah, good. You got a punch in the back a lot because it's like toys were falling off tables and stuff and like going doom, <laughs> um, which is funny. But yeah, I love that film. It's yeah. good. Aaron, what is your number seven, please? See, I'm doubting my list as I'm going through, but I'm just going to stick with it. I'm not going to change it. Why, why are you doubting <laughs> it? I'm just, I'm just thinking about it too much. I'm overthinking. You're yeah, overthinking. Anytime someone mentions another film, I go, yeah, yeah. Oh, for yeah. fuck. Um, uh, Green Book oh, is my number seven. Now, recency biased. I, I saw this, obviously, in when? January? January, yeah. yeah. And I freaking loved it. And maybe if I saw it yesterday, it would be my number, I don't know, one. Yeah. But, <laughs> but <laughs> because it was my number one before a while, but you see things and things get knocked down. So yep. I don't know. But, and I can't really remember much about it apart from like, there's two guys on a journey and one guy's music's nice. Uh, conservative and a bit racist and he's changed, right? He changes because really he's nice, driving around a black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the music is great. But I, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked Me it. Too. I had good feelings. I remember saying that was a brilliant film. Mm. But it was so long ago that I watched it. But also, a lot has come out about it now, and you're like, oh. Yeah, and then that sort of takes my thing of it, and then the Oscars happened, and I'm like, oh. But I remember at the time thinking, brilliant. What's but come it's out been about it now? Well, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's complicated. It's just basically that that maybe the story that has been told in the film isn't really like obviously it's a movie, so it's made up. But so the guy that Ego Mortensen plays, it. his family, I think it's like his son or his grandson or whoever it is, wrote he, it. he wrote a book about them uh-huh. and then that's been the source material for the movie but now the family of the guy that um, Maharshala Ali Dr. played Shirley. they've come out and been like this is bullshit, this is not what happened, this is a false representation of uh, of um, what's his name? Dr. Shirley. Dr. Shirley. Uh, so basically, they're, like the two families are like, this isn't true, this isn't real. So it's that way where it's like... Mm. Yeah, that sort of... So Maharshala Ali's actually... He actually issued a statement apologising, oh. saying that uh, had he been aware of the discrepancies from the other family, he probably wouldn't have made the film. Oh. So I try not to yeah. think about... I like to try and separate that from it. Because the movie's Yeah, but surely, surely it doesn't make the movie, though. The no, the movie. The, movie. No, the movie's no, still no, good. I mean, yeah. But it's just that... When you watch it, you're like, oh well, yeah, that was nice, it's, but um, maybe not so. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
It's but I'll tell you now. It was so my number. It was my number ten. Right. But it, it got knocked out because you reminded me of another one. So. Okay. I don't know if it was because of the controversy. I don't want to say that too loud. But yes, when I saw it, I was like, that was almost perfect. That yeah. Movie. But yeah, since time's gone on, and not just the controversy, just thinking about it. Yeah. It's just petered away. I don't know why. Me Maybe too. Maybe I'll watch I'm it again. I'll watch it again, up. man. Yeah. But it's number seven for me. Cool. Leanne, number seven, please. Oh. Uh, Midsummer. Holy oh, God, that's a film we could talk about. Oh yeah, Midsummer. I watched it for the first time the other day because I knew, I, I knew that I would like it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Tonight. I just, I saw the trailer. I s- saw Hereditary. I like F- Florence Pugh. Like Chidi <laughs> from uh, the Good Bit, Good Place. This is the Good Bit. The Good Place. Um, in the Good Place. Oh, yeah. Got Will Poulter in it, and I was oh. like, and it looked. Oh, that's right. It just looked mm. so cool, and I have to say, like, I just. Fucking loved it. Jack Raynor in it. Don't know who that is. Uh, Irish guy. Might not be Irish. I don't know. Honestly, no idea. The single strangest, most mental film I have ever seen. Seriously. Oh my god. I felt like I was on drugs the whole time. It Mm. is amazing. Is it scary? No. Well, I feel like. Yes. Disturbing, absolutely. Yes. Unnerving, disturbing, a little bit freaky dicky. But do I want to go? Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> to yeah, I want to go to Sweden and I want to join that commune. That cult. I am. Yes, um, yeah. I. I just had the best time watching that film. Yeah, ah, it's, and it's long as well. It's like two hours. It's, it's two, hours. two and a half, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's a story. It's a start to finish story. It's like, but it's just and the way it's shot. Like there's oh. this really cool shot where they're driving along the road. And then suddenly the camera flips upside down. So oh then it's my like God. they're driving in the sky and then it like flips again and it's just I was like, How are they doing this? Yeah. And they take there's a they take like uh, psychedelics a couple of times in it and uh, oh. during it so like she'll the focus will be on her. But then like say like there's all these leaves and shit around her and all the leaves are like moving and squirming. So it's like you're watching honestly I felt like I was tripping balls for like I, so much. Of I it. was howling watching it. Not because it was funny. Crying. No, no, laughing. Oh, right. <laughs> because I was like, this is the most mental thing I've ever seen. Oh. And there's a moment where this cult, these, these, it's not really a spoiler, but this cult does like sacrifices and that every so often. And there's this there's this scene. Is it these the old, old people? These old, oh, well, old so couple. what it is, it's like they, it, once you get to a certain age in the cult, so once you get to 72, that is how they see, it's not even a cult, it's a commune, it's supposed yeah. to be. That's, they see their life cycle has ended, so then they give their body back to the, the community. Earth. So when you turn 72 you die basically so it's like they're it's an like a ceremony it's like a special name for it because they mention it they're like oh we're good this is happening tomorrow by the way they say the name and then all the americans are like all right cool we'll be there and then it, it happens so it's like basically these old people kill themselves but it's like that's the end of it and it's just like one of them falls and dies straight away oh, but then crap. another falls and doesn't die so then they have to go kill him oh, so uh, they've got this massive mallet that- and he's like screaming. So then the whole commune starts screaming with him, like in- imitating his pain. Yeah. And the Americans are like, what the fuck? Like, like, like the usually normal people who don't know. Who not, have know. no idea. It I'm is. sitting in that cinema going, this is, I'm in Glasgow, it's the summertime, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> in the cinema and I'm watching this cast of people going, and I was like, my God, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's brilliant. It's, it's mental. Such a, good, such a good film. Fucking loved it. Anyway, what's your number six, Chris? Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, my number six is Fighting With My Family. Oh, sweet. Ooh, I thought that would sweet. be higher up for you. Me too. Yeah. It is, uh, we'll get to the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. Fighting My Family is is totally up there with number six because not only is that great filming stuff, but so many sentimental reasons. Experience-wise, I did my first ever Cineworld VIP. Oh. Where I went in, they made me my dinner, they gave me frozen yoghurt, uh, cheesecake, 
unlimited amounts of popcorn, drinks, hot dogs. You sit in these big comfy seats, recliner seats, with a table beside you, hey. massage your back. What? What an amazing experience. For fight with my does family. It? Does it? Massage you? It didn't massage me when I was there. It certainly does. I'm pretty sure it just reclines. Maybe you're Maybe I think it's something else. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone was kicking you. <laughs> maybe someone was rubbing the back of the chair. Um, but however, good anyway, cheer anyway. Yeah. Amazing experience, experience for a good Amazing film. experience. And I, I think it kind of, I did that because I wanted to hide the fact that I was nervous. Because I didn't want it's it to make you, you, the you, wrestling you. business look daft. And as weird as that sounds, because I'm so far into the wrestling business and I know how much it means to a lot of people and stuff, you know, this is it being put out in the public and everyone's going to see this film with already a preconceived opinion of wrestling. It's like a behind the scenes kind of... It's a behind the scenes look mm. with still some things that you don't really know about. And it's like, what they're going to show, what they're going to do. Anything with The Rock in it, I'm going to see. It's the first time I saw Florence Pugh, I thought she was, she was amazing. Mm. Paige has got such a unbelievable story. And the fact that they were able to you know, make it into a film that everybody enjoyed. And I loved that response as well. Everybody loved it. It's funny. Um, yeah, and it does paint wrestling in a good light. And it was really good. It's one of my it's one of my favorite ones of the year. Obviously, it's, so it's in my good. top ten. <laughs> my number six. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> nice, so nice. find the family. And as soon as it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it because I had to add it to my weekly. Oh, good. There you go. Okay, uh, my number six is. Now this might be divisive, but my number six is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. In my heart, I would I wanted to put it higher, and as much as I enjoyed it, and I thought the writing was great, the acting was great, everything was great. I just thought nothing happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've not yeah. seen it, like, and I know how. But it's feel. good enough to get to your six. Yes, yeah, it's in, it's in there, it's or, in there. Or is it just your six because it's a Tarantino? Uh, no, 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 no. I, it's it, <laughs> if I was going by just the Tarantino, it would have been like three. Oh, okay. It was at it was at five, four, one point, but I've, I've had to. I just had to do some swatch runners. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. Brad Pitt, amazing. Leo. Leo. LDC. What a guy. My God. Uh, My God. Margot Robbie. And their feet. Dirty so feet. Dirty feet. Oh. Right in your face, whole film. Mm, yeah. And, and what's her name? Marjorie? Mar? Mar? It's another M. Margot Robbie. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was feet up on the... Yeah. Window. Yeah. 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 Holy God. Seen it? She was no, quite I've not hot. seen it. She no. was quite hot. I've actually never seen She was one quite hot. Film. Are you joking? What? She was next level. <laughs> Have you got a thing for feet? No. Okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about it. Um it wasn't I didn't feel very Tarantino Oh the bit with Bruce Lee, sorry. Oh that that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And if do you know it's even stuff. funnier that there was controversy about oh, yes. it from his family. Because of course, like, why, of course. Like, why do you care? It's obviously not an accurate depiction. But then it makes it better that Tarantino came out and like, well, no, I've heard that he was like that. <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was funny. Um, what what else was I going to say? It didn't feel very Tarantino-y, you know, like blood-wise, you know, like that. Yeah, that's what you're into. That type of thing. It didn't feel like that to the end, and then even at the end, it wasn't like just as violent as I. You expect a Tarantino film. violence. Do you know what I mean? No, Absolutely. Like you expect it. I know what you mean. Absolutely. And I think it's maybe just it's a different way that he's went, but I did really enjoy it. Um, I like how they changed. They kind of changed it at the end, like 
from real life to mm-hmm. his way. It was like his own way. But it's like, this is what could have happened. Uh, yeah. Important, yeah. I think, to know a bit of the history. Don't you think? Because I've had so Absolutely. many people tell me, oh, you yeah, liked it, but I just didn't know it was true. And it's like, that's the whole thing. Well, yeah. So I, but I don't think the night before, I had also watched a film which might or might not be in my top ten. Okay. And it was... Hilary <laughs> Duff No No <laughs> The Haunting of Sharon I was with yeah. you Yeah the Haunting of Sharon Tate And it was yeah, about you, all that You stuff. pissed me off so awful, much Because you turned awful. it off We oh. had 20 minutes to go And you turned it off I was like Can we not just finish it We've come so far It was horrendous Oh god it's Fucking dreadful horrendous. But I wanted to finish it But It kind of gave you like a Right okay An idea of the story anyway I kind of knew anyway Because I'd read about it But that helped And then I watched Once Upon a Haunted once upon a holitude. I watched that the next night and I was like, oh yeah, see, I know that character, this one. See, I went in thinking it was just going to be a Tarantino film and I had no idea it had anything to do with real life or Sharon Tate or the Manson family. Yeah. Really? Not at all. And then I watched Jeez. and I went, is that not what I'm supposed to be? And then, but we'll get to it later, maybe. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Number six, please, Aaron. Number three, maybe. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, number six, Aaron. My number six is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'll the just stop you there because it's mine too. Nice. <laughs> shake oh, the hand. Nice. Not even a hug and a kiss. I, I shake the hand. I fist pump the air. That's interesting. Go on then. Yeah, go on. I think we'll have different opinions. Yeah. But it's both number six. Yeah. Good. That's on your list. I went to see it in an Odeon Lux in Hull. It was a great experience. I had a recliner and I had a Coke and I had a popcorn. A massage on the chair? I had a bit of a massage. Good. But it might have just been someone kicking it. Um, <laughs> I had a good time. It, it's a Star Wars film. Exactly. No matter what happens, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat because every single second I know every character, I know every... It's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if we're going on my top ten favourite movies that were made, <laughs> movies, like a thing, that would not be in my top ten because I don't think it's a very good movie. Like, but I think it's Star messy, Wars. But it's Star Wars, and that is why it's number six. Because, I mean, it's Star Wars, and you know, the brand. Yeah. You it's, the fun. it's fun. It's fun. On the man. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's, it's it's silly. There was a lot of really silly things. But you know, and, and you know, I, this is why I want to watch the Last Jedi again because mm-hmm. my new philosophy without yeah. overanalyzing things. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, no, <laughs> it's it's man. True. But it's true. But because I everything that happened that I went, oh come on, in Last Jedi. When it happened, I went, what? Ugh. And then I just got angry and angry and angry. But with this one, I thought, <laughs> everything that happens that I think is b- bollocks, I'm just going to go, well, yeah. Well, it, it, He's so farting. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but everything thing that happened, I went, oh, it's fine. It's a movie. It's Star Wars. It's silly. It happened. Exactly. So... Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I loved it. I thought, I went to see it with my friend Hannah, who'd already seen it, so... I don't think she meant to, but she kept like looking at me just before things were happening because she was clearly looking when for like. Reaction. But that's like what you did to me when we went to see Rogue One. Yeah. Like you were watching me more than the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hannah would like sort of like if something maybe sad was gonna happen. She would like cover her mouth, and then she'd just slyly look to her to to me, and then obviously the thing would happen. I'd be bawling, because <laughs> like, there was there was something. I'm not gonna say what it is because it's really gonna ruin it. But something happens that you think's happened, and I was like. How the fuck have they done that? No, they've oh, not yeah, fucking done that. I know we are. And like me and Han- Hannah was looking at me, I was distraught. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then things would happen and whatever. But I was like, oh, 
but so it, it threw me. Yeah, that's oh a God, roller it was a coaster. Roller coaster. See that film. video, that video of Richard D. Grant going, oh, I cried, I fist pumped it. Literally, though, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that is true. That's why I was like, so yeah, number six. How good choice. Different do you think that? Well, I've not seen Rise of Skywalker, but how different do you think that third movie would have been had J.J. Abrams done the whole? Very, 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 very different, I think. Mm. I think I don't I've heard think that's so why I've heard that's why it's messy so. because he was trying to Oh people make say it's messy. It's, it's Star Wars. It's, it's how but then how can you say it's messy? Because they didn't plan messy. the they didn't plan the original trilogy. It's messy. Fucking Lear's winch on her brother like but Empire Strikes now. Back is messy. But no way None of it makes it's sense. Messy in a different way. <laughs> messy in a different but how way. But how is this how is this one any more messy than the first film? Because it doesn't there's not many great scenes where it gives it time to breathe I think there was and that's fine right, okay. I think there was so much to wrap up I mean fucking eight films worth of stuff to wrap up yeah and I think props to JJ Abrams I think they did it they yeah. did I think an they excellent did it. job I think they did it and they, they couldn't do anything else absolutely I, I, enjo- so. I enjoyed but it thoroughly I enjoyed it thoroughly it's Star Wars I went and I knew I went I thought seeing any trailer any anything so I knew for both of us. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I knew I knew nothing, and then Absolutely. and then it happened, and I was like, oh whoa! And Hannah's looking at me like, how did you not know? I'm like, I didn't see the trailer. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I so cried. Was I mean, I cried. Oh my god, that was bawling. And, and Star Wars is is Star Wars. It's fucking. Brilliant. I don't know how many it's, times we're gonna say it's Star Wars, but let me tell Star you guys, Wars, it was Star it's Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> uh, we may end up talking about it later. Um, yeah, I'm, probably I'm, I'm, probably, I'm, I'm over it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you, what so, say. Yeah, that's actually number six. Yes. Time for the top five. I mean, oh. can I talk about this earlier on how any of these films could make my number one? I'm going to... Uh, I'll wait for the next one. But this is... Um, this, this top five is the strongest top five of any year I've ever been alive. Um, and that's a fact because all five of these films are five stars. They're ten out of tens. They are perfect Ooh. for me. Oh, wowee. My number five is Joker. Wow, wow, wow. My number five is Joker. Um, it is... So weird how you can get a character that is so iconic that isn't even the main character of a film, mm. like a Batman. Mm. Then it's taken completely out of context and given its own film, its own story with an actor that's so good and is and is transformed so much to a dangerous level that they would pull off this film. It is um, everything, I'm talking about Richard E. Grant, it's everything you could possibly want for the Joker <laughs> film, for the character of the Joker. He nails both the... The parts that you kind of feel sorry for the Joker in the other films, you feel the exact same way here plus more. Mm. You also see how unstable he is and you actually hate him at times. But you also go, aye, but look, he's a damaged soul. And oh my God. Um, Robert De Niro pops up in the Joker film. Mm. What the hell? Pops back. And then he pops back. Um, I just, I was buzzing after this film. It is one of the best films I think I've ever seen in terms of how well it's made, how well it looks, how well it's acted. And um, I came home and a few people who watched it, you know, without me and stuff like that, didn't love it. And it kind of took the buzz away from it for me. And I've not watched it again since. And I know when I watch it again, I'm going to feel that it, it could maybe even be higher up on this list. But in terms of um, of all time, you know what I mean? It's so well done and I'm so happy that we were able to, we were able to experience that in a cinema, in that environment, with that actor. Um, brilliant. It's brilliant. There's Joker. That's my number five. Nice. Maybe come back to it. Maybe come back. Maybe come back to it. Okay. You my, give me number five, please. My number five. Where's she gone? Oh, okay. <laughs> my number five was Dolomite is my name. Huh? Uh huh. What? 
Dolomite is oh, Eddie no, Murphy. I, Eddie Murphy. Oh, I yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, got to watch it. Yeah? Oh, so good. And it's not, it's like Eddie Murphy, like, so this film is nothing like any of his kind of other stuff. Well, I mean, like, it's got like hints Norbit. of it. Like Norbit. Like, like Norbit. Norbit, one of the most famous <laughs> yeah, films. Yeah, it's like that. The one where he plays the big fat woman. He's know. still good in that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so even though I love those films yeah. as well, <laughs> it's like an actual just comedy film. It's like The Disaster Artist. Okay. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. But everyone's black. <laughs> Basically, that's the only way right, I can okay. describe it. And it's so funny. Good, like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, it's just... It, and it's really, like, kind of heartwarming as well. Like, this guy, he just had such a drive for doing something. He's like, I'm not good at anything else, so I have to do this. And no one would give him a chance to do it, so he just went out and did it all himself. And ended up making lots of money from it. But, um, yeah. Nice. Eddie Murphy's really good in it. And there's... Um, a couple other good actors in it I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my number five. Cool. Aaron. My number five uh, is the one I don't think anyone else will have. Oh, yeah. Is At Eternity's Gate. Mm. Oh, I missed it. Willem Dafoe playing Vincent Van. Oh. Oh. Uh, Interesting. I, 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 I didn't... Uh, it's a weird film. It's like... A, it's a French film. Mm. Like, oh, oui, oui. But it's in French and uh, English. And American accents, but that's fine. That's true. <laughs> it's it's always interesting to think about Vincent Van Gogh, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a boy. But it is like no, this like, guy who's yeah. like a genius, but like everyone like kind of like what you were saying about the Eddie Murphy film. Yeah. Like he he just he thought he was going so mad because he was so convinced that what he was doing was right, but everyone around him was like, "What are you doing, you idiot? This is bullshit. You're crap." Mm. And it's so and William Def- William Def- Oh my gosh. He's great actor. He so is, underrated. He is so underrated. If you see this film, he's in, he's incredible. He, he oh, Such an emotional performance. And okay. really inspiring to think about just never... If you believe, believe believe in yourself, because this guy... I mean, he didn't leave a very happy life, but... It's like <laughs> the episode of Doctor Who. I like to think that oh, really happened. When he, yeah. You just have to sort of convince yeah. yourself that that did happen. Yeah. Because, bless him. My gosh. At Eternity's Gate, a beautiful French, very artistic, sometimes... If you, I was watching it going, is this terrible? Or is this the best film I've, I've seen all year? <laughs> yeah. I think it was the fifth best film I've seen all year. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hear it very well, though, or he couldn't hear it very well. So they got the one here. <laughs> but, spoiler, come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> come on, man. Fair, okay, yeah, I didn't see it. I wanted to see it, I just missed it. See so it, see it. I'll check it out. <laughs> cool. Leanne, it's time. For your number five. Uh, my number five. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right now, Captain Marvel. We don't need to talk about it again because we've all spoken about how good it was and how amazing it is, and that's yeah. Me. But you but you saw it five times in the cinema. This that's... must be a this must be a sentimental one for you. I know. I don't know why I saw it so many times. I think it was just I saw it with Claudia. I saw it with Ewan, and I think I saw it with Aaron. I think I went twice on my own. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I loved. It. I used to go to the cinema all the time on my own, like when I lived in Glasgow earlier yeah. this year I used to go all the time Shazam oh yeah we saw that a couple of times yeah sorry I just that's not sorry. that reminds me um, that's not like four is it no. I was watching it this morning actually oh really yeah, it's, on... it's on Sky Sky but yeah anyway I just I just really enjoyed Captain Marvel I thought it was really cool seeing a lady up there she was the main one Samuel Jackson yeah. was really funny Ben Mendelsohn is everything 
It's just very good, very good film. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. Nice to have Agent Coulson back as well. Oh yeah, as a young for lad. A yeah, yeah. For, a, for even just a wee bit, yeah. He's good too. That's him just starting out in Shield. I know, mm. I know. Look at him. See, I love that it's a different perspective. Yeah. It would have been, yeah, okay. Great film. We'll get it. Sweet, love Great it. Film. Uh, yes, my number four uh, is, um, my number four is Green Book. Mm. Oh. One of my favourite movies of all time. I thought it was going to be number one. And, you know, too. Green Book, you know, you said, you know, if you'd watched that when, uh, don't, because you might get it right. Um, but if you said if you watched it when it first came out and you just loved it at the time and then if you'd rewatched it, it might have been higher up in your list. It might have been. It was number four on my list all year. And, well, until all the films came out, obviously, it was higher up. It was in that top five anyway all year. Yeah. Then I rewatched it last night. Oh, I tonight. saw you did that. It came up on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. And I went, yeah. But it stayed at number four. Um, it's, you know the way I talk about Rush Hour? I love Rush Hour, that film. Because of the relationship between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. How it's two people who just shouldn't bond and just shouldn't get along. But for some it's reason... It's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so beautiful to watch it just and, and watch them become great pals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's this film between these two total opposites to the point where it starts off as Viggo Mortensen is just is like any other New Yorker in the 60s you know he's a, he's a guy going out hustling and fighting and gambling for money racist homophobic and all this stuff but then by the end he's like he's as he supports you know um what's his Mahershala Ali Mahershala Ali um, because he's the greatest piano player he's ever seen. Yeah. No matter that he's black or that he's, you know what I mean, or he's he's homosexual, or whatever. It's just it's so beautiful. Um, and then by the end, I don't want to spoil anything too much. However, by the end, they become so close. It's it ends at Christmas time. Yeah. You know this film could have been further up my list, but the fact it ends as a Christmas film and it, nothing beats Christmas. It's not about Christmas in films. That just makes it even more special and sentimental. Maybe, maybe it's a Christmas film now. It ends in a, as a Christmas film, and, and they go home for the holidays, and, and you know Viggo Mortensen loves Marsha Ali's character so much he wants him to meet his family which yeah. didn't happen in the 60s in, in the Bronx you know um, just a beautiful film and the music's great writing's great there's a really lovely version of Happy Talking from The King and I it's from The King and I, I don't know. it's one of the songs that he plays on the piano and it's right. one I used to sing in my drama group when I was a wee girl and see when I heard that played on the big screen I was like oh my god it's yeah. this so it was really nice brilliant lovely Green Book's number four strong my number four is the Irishman? Oh, very high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you saw it in two parts. I saw it in two parts. Um, I think if I had, wa- I, I don't know, because I still haven't watched it again. I meant to go and watch it again before this to do it all in one. And I think doing it all in one probably would be too much. But I don't know if because I've watched it in two parts now, doing it all in one would be okay. Hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it I thought the performances were good I thought the fucking Mental. the aging thing was really good absolutely so like, um, you don't even really notice it either I was watching I was like they're just I watched a document not a documentary on it it was like a wee clip on YouTube and they were talking about the de-aging thing and how they actually had so many different like stages and you don't even really it kind of only looks like three, four stages, but there's actually a lot more little changes in between those bits as well. It was like detailed, like, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's actually, it's hard because it swaps, it things back, back and, and forth, forth, which I liked as well. Um, 
I like things when they aren't chronological, but they still make sense. Yeah, and at totally. the end, it all comes all wrapped up in a nice wee bow. Um, yeah, looks great. I like Scorsese's kind of. That's like his thing that he he's made like. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. No, that's think, like I his think thing. His style. That yeah, absolutely. He's known for that yeah. style, like. Uh, who was it when you were, did you say the Irishman? Is yeah, number nine. That was your number nine. And you were talking about how you don't really like gangster films. Like yeah, yeah, Godfather, yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, like, things like that it's, doesn't really bother um, interest me. But this one, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Just because it was on Netflix. And it came well. out in our generation. Fine, yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. It's, it's good, good. funny as well. It's really like, funny. Yeah. It's a good film for actors to watch, I think. Yeah. Mm. Different styles, and but still within the same concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Stephen Stephen Graham, the English. Oh, he's great in that film. You see him on Graham Norton? Ah, you see him on Graham Norton? Yeah, he was hilarious in Graham Norton. Yeah, he's like freaking out over Anthony Joshua. Uh huh. We love a puddlian. And he he's talking about the scene that he has with Al Pacino. Or Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. So Al Pacino in this film. Yeah, yeah. But he's a bit he's a bit daft, isn't he? He's he's it's mental yeah but it works though you see him though and he's not like that really no it's like strange that really, he, really he always has a kind of character I like, I like, like the that. scene in the bowling alley where Joe Pesci's trying to entertain his, uh, De Niro's kid yeah and it doesn't work and and, it, and she's like there's nothing to do with because yeah, yeah. she knows what he's up to it's Joe Pesci great. I think that's one of the, uh, probably the best performance he's so like do you know that Joe Calm Pesci is the one who discovered Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons really well not discovered them but he helped them find the lyricist. Wow. Oh. Interesting. Fun fact for you. She's Harry for Home Alone, That performance, though, is so, he's so calm, but really scary. And, like, yeah, intimidating. He doesn't, say, he doesn't say much, he just kind of... Apparently he's like that in real life, too. Is he? Yeah. Um, a respect thing. Yeah, it's good. But, yeah, okay, cool. So let's, uh, let's move on to Aaron's number four. Uh, number four. Little Woman. Oh, oh. I've not seen it Wow. Yet. I saw it. Couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Brilliant. I was looking forward to it because I love Ladybird so much. Absolutely. Uh, and I've never Absolutely. seen I've never seen Little Woman in any other shape or form because I know it's been done. Um, so it's a great story. I'm not seeing. Uh, it. No one else seen it. No. No. Sasha Ronan. It's not. It's not out oh. and open yet. If, if oh. you were, uh, no. if you were to ask me who's your favourite actress, I'd say Sasha Ronan. Yeah, she she is, she's definitely she's, up there. Laura Dern in this film actually as well is yeah. just like sensational and. It's got all the... And little know, Timothy Shamalama ding-dong. <laughs> and Florence Pugh. 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 Um, <laughs> she's just in everything now. Uh, she is. She's actually but, just appeared in every film. But Emma Watson makes oh, yeah. a bit of a comeback. Is right. she good in it? She's really good in it. Oh, good. Every, everyone is really good in it. It's just a really good... And I think what it's become, I think, is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I think this will be a one that you watch at Christmas time. It came right. out on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. I think it's become a Christmas classic. Okay. I, I really want to see it. I'll watch it again next year, Christmas time. Right, okay. You should watch it next year. I will. Greta Gerwig, she's making a name. She's making a name. She, uh, she's lady, she did Ladybird, didn't she? I'm not quite yeah. sure why. It's been a bit snubbed, isn't it? That, uh, Has it? Other woman. It's not been I've not really seen much, much about it. Uh, so, uh, I've just Saoirse seen Ronan's like best, got best actress. She is the best actress. Yeah. She got one for Just in general. In general, she is. But yeah. It's, it's also beautiful. It's That's just good like to know. Stunningly it shot. It looks really nice. Oh, it made me happy. Good. I think it'll make me happy when well, I finally get will. to see it. Well, yeah, <laughs> good. Good stuff. I need to check that out. I'm happy you said that because I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I fancy it, but oh, no, now I'll check it. Seriously good. Cool. Leanne, time for your number four. 
Oh, my number four, I have a feeling will be coming up soon as well, and that's Endgame. <sighs> Yeah. Can't believe you're the first to mention it. I know. Well, I mean, number four, I think it was just it's it was a perfect end to the Marvel shite, as Aaron calls it. <laughs> How come Marvel gets such good endings and Star Wars is messing? I'm oh, joking, I'm joking. <laughs> oh um, don't do that. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I just thought it was brilliant. So midnight screening. Nice. Doesn't feel like it's three hours long. Feel because they got everything that was in it. It was necessary. It needed to be there. So it it was there was no way it could be any shorter than three hours. I don't think absolutely. Mm. It was just brilliant. It it, it was just great. Honestly, loved it. Brilliant. I think I saw it a couple times as well. Yeah. For it to be a three-hour film, to go and see it multiple times. That's yeah. Yeah, it was just it's fucking brilliant. Every character does justice to the past ten years of film mm. from him I think it was just the perfect ending to it all to be honest and that's all I got to say on the matter brilliant that's all I've got to say right now as well that's all so, I've got to say on the matter okay <laughs> well that's nice sweet uh, may come up later uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, it actually might come up later yeah. t- number three is it time for our, th- our number threes it is oh yeah. my god we're getting there we're getting there we're in the end game we're now we're in the end game <laughs> this only happens once a year yeah, that we get to number three which is why this number three for me is once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, oh. I guessed it right. You did guess it right. <laughs> guessed it right. <laughs> number three. Uh, yeah, uh, everything Aaron said is true. Um, I didn't say anything. Just this incredible. You said it. Me. Everything. Sorry, everything you said. Aaron's is not true. said it yet. yet. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that the blinded by the light thing as well. We had such a good perfor- uh, performance. Had such a good uh, experience good with the time. film. Because I, I took a wee trip down to London to visit Aaron back in the summertime, posted yeah, some vlogs, posted some reactions, heard about it, right? <laughs> posted uh, a podcast we did about that film, actually. And um, when I was down there, I was like, my God, once upon a time, Hollywood's coming out, let's go see it. We made a day of it, we went into town, went to London town, did shopping and stuff, I did touristy stuff. They ended up in the cinema. And it was just... <sighs> I swear to God, Brilliant. if it's your number three as well... It's not. I don't think it is. I know exactly I what it's. Higher, I know it's for Sinclair. Is it his it's, number one? It's higher. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't know if, if it's, it's your number three. You may have changed it last minute. You may have changed it last. If it's your number three, I'll be <laughs> very, very angry and upset and hurt because it'll be a missed opportunity. Because if I had went with the both of you, maybe it would have been number three. <laughs> like hateful eight was <laughs> that year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and was that not all our number one? What is another one? Your first year, you all had hateful eight, and I was there with Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah. that's the beauty of it. It's all personal. It's all uh, did personal. You, was it the second year as well? Was it not all the same as well for you? Second uh, year was can, 17. Was, and it, was it not Rogue One? My 17 was Last Jedi was number one. So what is your number one? It no. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about 17. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, what Adam was saying, no, what Ewan was saying, nothing really happens. Uh, is the absolute beauty of this film. Because you're sitting expecting so much and you're expecting <laughs> Tarantino and you're like, right, oh, man... Brad Pitt's going into this room and this old guy's going to be dead and oh shit's going to kick off and he goes in and the guy's alright he was just sleeping oh <laughs> okay Brad Pitt goes back in the car something else happens oh they're all going to die here Brad Pitt just drives away you're like right oh. then we get to the last act of the film wait 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 have you seen it no, I'm not going to ruin it I'm not going to ruin it okay, okay. we get to the last act of the film and um, you're thinking what is happening here what's going to happen what is the story and then you, it clicks I, I didn't know it was anything about you know um, Charles Manson or anything and then it clicks and you know unless you don't know but I, I kind of knew the basis of the Manson story but Tarantino just goes no it's my story 
It's my film. I've got DiCaprio. I've got Brad Pitt. I'm going to do what I want. And he changes it to be a Tarantino film. And everything you expect happens in the last part of the film. And all these things you were confused by, by and and then get all adds up and all comes together and you just go <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant not only is it I was barely laughing at the end because I was like how, does, how has he done this how has he done this and then I watched it the other night I got it on Blu-ray from a, from a Christmas I watched it the other night in preparation for this and I was like this is as close to a perfect film as you're ever going to get acting wise story wise twist wise violence wise um, it's brilliant Dicap- you said on the podcast um, back in the summertime DiCaprio was able to access every single human emotion possible it seems like it, yeah. And he does in this film. And then Brad Pitt's just there being equally as good. Mm. How? And then Margot Robbie's great as, as, as a real-life character in Sharon Tate. Brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get people's feet in that. Um, what you were saying Sorry, about the old guy sweeping, and then you said something earlier, Warren Dern. Warren Dern's dad. I don't know that. Sweeping. I don't know that. Really? Yeah. Bruce Dern. Bruce, Bruce Dern. Dern. So it is. Yeah. God. Wow. And what's his name? Austin Butler plays Tex. He's great. That's a big year for the Derns. It is a big year for the Derns. It's a marriage story. Yeah. Doesn't look like Austin Butler. Doesn't, but he's still handsome. Yeah. Is he not playing Elvis in the upcoming biopic? Yeah, yeah. he's good with um, Vanessa Hutchins, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time Hollywood, if you've not seen it, it's an absolute must-see for anyone. No. Cool. There you go. Sorry I went too long. So, my number three is... Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me just stop you there because it's mine. Mine number three. Woo! Yeah. Um, loved it. It was like kind of one of those ones where it's a nice cinema experience. Went to the Grosvenor, oh, had a you? couple of wee drinks. Yeah, went out afterwards. You know, it was like a nice start to the night. Um, we had some nice food. Yeah, it was. Um, not that it was wasn't a good film, it was an amazing film, but one of those ones where the experience makes it for you as well. Um I think it's Taron Edgerton. That's how you do a biopic, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way bio. to do it. You don't take it too seriously, but You make turn, it a fun musical. In turn, what you got was really emotional moments because you were aware that uh-huh. it was Elton John and he was making it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It really felt like he made it. It was coming from him. Yeah. The way it was done, like how it was all done in a, a session, and al- was it Alcohol Anonymous session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that. Really like that was a really nice bit of proper, storytelling. It was, it was a proper film. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, um, not that I didn't love Bohemian Rhapsody, but um, they're, like, they're quite on par for me. Like I love yeah. them both the same, because they're the same kind of film, yeah. but they're both really different. Um, but Rocketman, it was... Yeah, it was just it just kind of flowed, and the songs they didn't they came out of nowhere, but they didn't come out of nowhere. It's a good it, musical. It, it was a flowing. It's yeah. a good musical. Yeah, yeah. he's got so many songs they were able to pick the, the exact right ones for the film, and they got them all in there. And the way it ends as well, ends going straight into a recreation of the music video. Perfect. That oh, was great. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah, very good. It's really, kind of shot. I yeah. dream about the song Rocket Man before all this. I, I have dreams and the soundtrack is the song Rocketman. I don't know why. That's nice. Wow. So I, like I thought, I was like, yeah. Must Number three. I must have done something. <laughs> yeah. That's the Sweet. thing. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Don't go. Uh, am I right? Yeah. Am I right? You're right. I, 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 I agree with everything you and said. Sweet. It's my number three. Cool. Nice. Good voice. Uh, my voice. number three. Good voice. What is my number three? Tarin. Tarin. Yeah. Tarin. 
We we tarry. My number three is us. Oh, really? Did you not see it? That's really high up. Oh, that's hot, yeah. I fucking loved it. No, me neither. No, loved it. I loved it so much. Good film. So good. It was. I mean, like you can say it was scary. Like it it had me on the edge of my seat. I I was like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Jump scares got me. The music, the way the music was done, amazing. It was just so good. Uh, fuck, what's her name? Lupita. Oh! Leongo. Lupita. Lupita. <laughs> her performance was just incredible. Yeah. The two, her playing her, and then, oh, and then the, her husband, the big guy, he was very funny, and that yeah. version of Five on it, the um, remix that they do, and they have it with the scary music. I love that. I listen to that all the time. So good. I thought it looked cool. I just think Jordan Peele is a really good mm. filmmaker. Very unique. Oh yeah, he's very. He's just so clever as well. Like there's so many things. Like I've watched so many videos of it, and it's like, did you notice this? Did you notice that? And there's so many things that he's like put it's into it, and it is not obvious at all. Like it is really like the most minute details in the background, and he's like he's put that in, and it links to. It's just it's such a good film, and it wasn't what I thought. Like there's. A lot of parts of it you can be like, well, that's stupid. That makes no sense. How does that make sense? But I, I just enjoyed the film. If you don't think too hard about it, it is yeah, it's a strange film. Very odd, but you, I you know, it. you know, I don't like being scared or anything like that. I'm not. Oh, a big horror I love fan. scary films. Um, however, there is scenes in movies and that sort of thing where being scared is a good thing. Mm. Um, the scary, the, the scary or creepiest moment that I enjoyed in the cinema all year. It's in that film where they first see the other family and they're all standing outside and that music is like and they, and they walk fast out of nowhere and you're like what's and they're, they're oh, tied and they're, they're locking the doors and stuff. Sorry, the only other like scene the whole year that it rivals that for me. Did you see it, chapter two? Oh, mm-hmm. I love it, chapter two. Uh, when the old lady Oh, she's comes and scuttling in the back. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That's the, that, those two scenes are like the creepy scenes I've seen all year that I really enjoyed. Do you know what? I was pissing myself at that scene in yeah. there too absolutely crazy um, sorry 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 I forgot what I was saying what was I saying no the best the best scene in the whole film for me is the Beach Boys bit she's remember that bit and so us. it's when it's the white yeah and us when it's the it's the family it's the friends and then it's like all their tethered things suddenly start appearing oh. and it's while the Beach Boys are playing oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is just so good. See the guy who played. Oh, that seems. Yeah. The um the, well, I can't remember what his name is, but that guy, the the white the white friend, but the dad, the white dad, um, he's so funny. His tethered person is just hilarious. Like the way he's just like flailing about and yeah. it's just. Oh my god! I just they love go that. to the house and stuff. Yeah. That's just, such an underrated scene. Oh, so good! Like, brilliant! I loved it. So clearly, obviously, it's my number three. But yeah, yeah loved it a lot. Us. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Uh, yeah, good film. Yeah. Right, Christopher John <laughs> Moffat, number two. Go Here goes. It. If you say this, I know it's going to be your number one. I know. That's <laughs> all, everybody. Uh, my number two is Star Wars. <gasps> yeah, I was right. <laughs> I, it pains me to admit that there was a better film this year than Star Wars, but there was. Um, which we'll get to in a second. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It's my number <laughs> two. And um, for a while, it was my number one. For a while, it was my number three. Um, it changed a lot over the past month, but I just couldn't. I couldn't place it. I couldn't decide. Sentimental to me, this is this is it for me. 
because of I've just I, Star Wars is my favourite genre ever and it's my favourite series ever and that sort of thing. So I, I was going to love it regardless. Um, I love these characters because they're my characters, right? It's the same reason Force Awakens is my favourite movie ever because these are my characters and my relationships and stuff like that, right? So you see Ray, Finn, Poe, Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren is uh, Kylo Ren and all these people, and even like people like who maybe no longer with us. Like Carrie Fisher and Han Solo and all that stuff, like it all comes together. You still get Chewbacca and you still have Luke Skywalker and you still have these things from the past, all in there. And somehow, J.J. Abrams and and the whole team were able to have a ending, a climax, a big moment for every single one of these characters within this film, and all the stories just come to a full circle. And it's like, how do you how do you do that? All these and then things that have changed through being, you know, in the last Jedi. These risks that were taken, they might have worked, they may not have worked. For some reason, it's all come together here. You know what I mean? And um, I love the fights. I love the dialogue. The comedy lands me. And there's something about the music of Star Wars. And the moment oh, you were talking about earlier, the moment you were talking about earlier, where you thought something had happened, and uh, a character seems to be in danger, and Ray is not the character's in danger. Ray lets out this scream. Scream, yeah. Screams the character's name. That is a huge... And it is the most goosebumps I have ever gotten in a, in a cinema. I've well, you know, goosebumps just thinking about when it. It's, <laughs> when it's one of these moments where it's like you feel the goosebumps and your feet up to your head and stuff. You're like, oh my God. Because you can't believe it's happened. Mm. And it's not just the fact it's happened. It's the way race... Scre- the despair in her voice. Oh, yeah. I'm getting fucking so like, into this now talking about it. <laughs> um, it's just... I don't know. It's just... I mean, obviously it's not perfect. There's lots of things that went wrong. There's lots of things that could have been done better. But in terms of rounding off a story, when it's like an impossible task... I know, I know. It's done so well. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I'm not going to spoil it, but the last scene in this film, there is something special about the last scene. Yeah. Where Ray is, is there and like music's playing and stuff. I did a whole half an hour review about it on YouTube, but I spoiled everything. So if you want to hear more about it, go on, on YouTube and watch it. But it's just that last scene. It's just... There's something about it. It's like, how can this be so magical? It's the best. Mm. But not quite my number one. And <laughs> not to say, don't say it, but do you like who she is? Eh, uh, yeah. Because why not? You know yeah. what I mean? But it makes sense. But it makes sense. And also people are saying, what the hell is that supposed to mean? How, how is that possible? But oh, then like Star Wars. Let's just say it is possible. It is possible. It but then, and then the fact that she kind of goes back on it at the end in that last scene and she says something else and you're like, ah, absolutely. That's you know who I mean? you are. That's how you are, and you, it's come full circle. Yes, I so wish you'd seen it. Oh, no, I kind of want to see it now. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> you tomorrow because I'll come in. <laughs> I saw it full DX as well. Never oh, again. Never again. It's too much. No, Star Wars. Oh, you're flying about and you're chucked about mad. But yeah, I'm sorry, I spoke for three and a half minutes. But it's, um, it's, you can't beat Star Wars, you can't beat it. I'll be remembering that for the rest of my life. And I saw Midnight too, so it made that a bit more special. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. Number two. You're number two. Okay, my number two. I've even till now I've been kind of swithering yep. between these two. My, or my number two and my number one. But I'm going for it. Okay, so my number two is Joker. Nice. Uh, let me just. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me shake your hand. It's my number two. Too. Oh, <laughs> congratulations! My number, my number two. Too. Um. Yeah, uh, I've it's seen it. Mine. I've seen it three times. <laughs> three times. Three times in the you cinema. Saw, you saw the it two, Yeah, you saw it two days in a row because you went with me. Yeah, and then the next day went with me. Not, not see it again. Not intentionally. <laughs> I had just agreed right, okay. to see it with different Logistics. people, and then just the way it happened. But ended up seeing it three times in a week, and 
I don't know if that... Clearly left something with you. <laughs> I don't know if that's why I love it so much, but I don't think so, because after the first time I'd seen it, I was like, what? what? I couldn't believe it. It's like just such a good grounded look at Absolutely. that character, I think. It's kind of reminiscent of what Christopher Nolan did, in a way, with the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, he grounded it, and like he made it more sort real. of real and believable. And then Todd Phillips, even more so took it another step further I think uh, the, the look of it is just amazing and Joaquin Phoenix what can you say it's just amazing you yeah. can't uh, you can't really describe it you have to just watch it yeah. or him it's watch just, him just experience it. that it's, it's the modern day it's the new you know Hamlet do you know what I mean it is, mean, it is like, you want to see who plays him and you want to see the, it is actually yeah, the quite slow like but it's not slow in a bad way it's like it's all building towards Tense. this, f- like final moment. Moment, yeah. Yeah, you know. And you're still second guessing it though. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's gonna happen. Or did that happen? Yeah, 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 or... yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you know how every theater piece and every film that anyone ever makes these days, when they're doing like junkets for it, they say, "I think it's important because this film sort of like it really sort of you know it's relevant right now." And that everyone says that about every film, so it's yeah. really relevant right now, and it's kind of bullshit. But I think the only film where I've really understood, it's like if you watch this film, it's it's terrifying because it's like that could be now. How can the Joker be yeah. real, but it is real? And takes you on the journey, it puts you in the shoes of the Joker, and the scariest thing is you kind of go, well, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Well, I did anyway. You could sort of go, yeah. Well, yeah, you kind of would. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him. That's the scary. They're bit. all so horrible to him. It's like, well, oh, you wouldn't fucking would, wouldn't you? That's the thing. That's the question, <laughs> yeah. right? That's the film. I mean, wouldn't you be horrible to <laughs> But it's not. At the same time, though, it's not like that's what it's promoting. No, no, no. Because they got so much shit for that. Oh, it drove me nuts. But I mean, what is a film like? If a film can't be anything it wants to be, The Irishman was more violent than I mean. Yeah. Than it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, it's hardly any violence in it. The Joker. There's like I, three I'm gonna say, separate moments. I was so bored watching it. Really. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> wow. But I like I enjoyed it. I saw it with you. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it that it is such a brilliant movie. All of it's great, but I was just so bored because I was going in maybe expecting a more not superheroy movie, but I was expecting more like violence and action. And see when it got see when it got going like see, like you're saying like the build up. Once it got to that point, I was like, I am in this. This is amazing. I love this. This is so great. But I just for me took so long to mm. get there that I was just so bored for like the first hour of the film. Wow. Like see when he first shoots those two guys on the train, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is it. This is starting. And then nothing happens for ages. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? That, so I think um... I was just looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Come on, kill more people!" Kill more people. Yeah. That scene when he's on the talk show with De Niro—that is th- no, it's amazing. I thought I was going to be sick watching that. That it's scene so is so tense. incredible. It really grabs it. It's, oh, it's but I, 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 it just took too long for me to get to that point. So I was like, eh. "Okay, fair." I enjoy it. I think I appreciate. I it deserves most of the hype it got. I think. Yeah, he's um, that's a great chance. He's going to win best actor for that. I think. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think he deserves it. He did really like. It, yeah. He was amazing. Like, um, the the last scene for me when he's standing on top of the car and his mouth's all covered in blood and he just goes and he like puts the blood the like up on his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his face and he's just standing like oh. I was like ooh because you feel kind of like, like a 
it's you're, almost in a way you're like rooting you're for that. him. You're yeah. like, oh, you like he's he's made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <coughs> Joker. My number two, three. Cool. Leanne, number two. Um, my number two. I have a feel. I mean, I know none of you have got this on your list, and I don't know if you've even seen it. <laughs> um, it's a Steve Carell movie, and it's Welcome to Marwin. Um, oh. and it was slated. Mm. It's got like thirty percent on. Was oh, it really? Yeah, people. Did you see it? No, no, no. No, uh, said... people really, really hated on it and yeah. did not enjoy it. And to be fair, I can see why people wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but I fucking see from the second I saw it, I walked out of the cinema I went to see it with um, one of my friends from college uh, and when we walked out I was like that too, so far is the best film I've seen all year and it's going to stick with me I think that's going to be in my top and he was like ah no way no way and today when I was sitting so I'd, when I was going through my lists today trying to work out what was because once I got it down to 15 I was like right so I rewatched trailers for all the films to see like how I felt, and Memories. I watched the trailer for that, and I was crying on the train watching the trailer for wow. it. I was that this one and my number one. I was rewatching the trailer, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to watch this film again. It's so good." Um, but yeah, so basically, Welcome to Marwin is Steve Carell uh, was an artist um, who was attacked mm. and jumped by uh, this group of people, uh, and it's the story of him now how he copes. He um, has these dolls these figures and he makes up scenes with them like of like this little world war like a town during the world second world war sorry uh and it's just him and it's the people who have helped him through his recovery and then it's like the court case is coming up for uh, the people to be sentenced and wow. it's him trying to find the strength to be able to go and face them so it cuts between reality of like the the, the dolls doing like their scenes and like he sees the dolls is doing all these and it's just steve carell in it it's just so nice um and it's just oh i cried so hard at mm. it it's just i really enjoyed it i really really like it and i think it's a shame that so many people yeah. shat on it the way they did because steve carell gives an incredible performance like he breaks your heart i think he's one of the best actors of our generation i adore him yeah. so much so yeah i just think it's a really good film and i recommend people watch it I feel like they won't you won't like you see it, the reviews and you kind of go away from it yeah yeah that's what because when I first saw it I was like people are not going to see it because the reviews are so yeah. bad but I think it deserves because it's, it's Robert Zemeckis oh really yeah it's, it's the guy who directed Rob, uh, Forrest Gunn Robert Gunn Robert and, <laughs> Robert, yeah. and uh, Back to the Future and back, yeah the future, so yeah. It's, it's a really good director that's as well why it got so badly slated yeah, because it doesn't rise to rise. what he's had in the past but yeah but anyway yeah. welcome tomorrow and I highly recommend it cool but i love that it's like it was in your heart you walked out and you went oh, i, I love that that's it. what when that's i watched what the trailer about. again today i was like fuck you didn't so even good. see the reviews but you still loved it yeah i hadn't seen i when i went to see it i knew fuck all about it it was literally just um basically sean was like oh there's a steve carell movie out it's about him like this guy who paints dolls do you want to go see it and i was like eh, yeah why not let's go yeah so that's all i knew same with me with Last Jedi in 2017, like I walked out going, brilliant Star Wars, and everybody hated it, and I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, but as soon as I walked out of the theatre, I was yeah. loving it, like, it was brilliant, yeah. so it's got to be up there for me, so I like that feeling you get, you know what yeah. I mean, mm. it's your opinion. It's oh, like, I loved it, so not, good, yeah, totally. brilliant film. Cool. Oh, Christopher John Moffat, are you ready? Yeah, I'm Number ready. One. I know what it is. 2019 movie of the year for me is Avengers Endgame. Knew it, knew it. Yeah. Mind it. Yeah. Oh, so mind it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. No, yeah. no mine's is actually directed by Tom Hooper. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> has everyone seen that? Not nope. yet. Absolutely I not. Need and to, I, I, I will not be seeing that. I need to see it. No way. The more I see about it, the more I gotta see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, there has been a film. 
that's come out in the same year as a Star Wars film. Not only the a Star Wars film, but the biggest Star Wars film ever that has topped it on my list. And it's a testament to this film. And it is an achievement in filmmaking, I think. Because how many films are we talking here? 23? 23. This is the 22nd, wasn't it? That was the 23rd, was it not? Oh, the 23rd, 23rd film, right? Or maybe not only is this the round off to 23 films worth of a story, but there is a reference and a hint and a point of every single one of those films yeah. in this film. Mm. It is three hours long, it takes its time. Every character is as important as Iron Man and Captain America. It's absolutely hilarious. Yep. And I was speaking earlier about Knives Out, how I like, you know, events happening at the same time and stuff, time travel, that sort of thing. This film, you see, obviously, it's superheroes and it's Marvel and stuff like that, but in terms of, like, a time-travel-based film, you're not going to get much better than this. Nah. It's not only time travel, but they go back to the films. Yeah. And they recreate the films. Yep. Guardians and and the first Avengers and Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 and all these things. And it's just to go back to these things. It's like, how are they doing this? And it's just how they manage to get this all to make sense, all to flow, to have an absolutely perfect ending that's both emotional, but you also feel satisfied. Mm Mm-hmm. You feel bad for the bad guy, but you also hate him. Yeah. You love all the characters. There's times where you hate certain people, but it's okay in the end. It is a perfect film. Yeah. And, it took uh, me back to being like 11 or whatever age I yeah. was when the first Iron Man came out. Yeah. And me, because I knew they were bringing, when I went to see Iron Man, I knew they were bringing like, the Hulk had already been out. I knew yeah, yeah. Captain America was coming out, Thor was coming out. So I was like, are they going to do it? Yep. Are they going to do it? And then being that age and thinking about what they could have done with it. Yeah. And then jump to 2019, just actually going to see that. And it's like, it's all in front of you and it has happened. Like this thing, this idea they had in 2008, it's happened right here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and characters like Ant-Man, characters like Star-Lord, characters like uh, Hawkeye, Black Panther, all these people are so important and Paul Rudd in that film. It's, oh, it's so good I and it's just him. I don't know it's, yeah. it's the perfect film and when I think back at 2019 I'm not going to be thinking of Star Wars I'll be thinking of Endgame oh it's Endgame's year yeah broke yeah. the box office record. broke the box office yeah. uh, all. done it all There's, I mean there was times at Star when I came out of Star Wars it was my number one when I came out of Once Upon a Time Hollywood it was my number one and nothing was going to change that but then when you put it into perspective of what this film has done and changed cinema yeah, it's got to be. It's end games here. I think um, so you. So there's people talking about the Star Wars recently and talking about like fan service and yeah. I think with Endgame though that like earned the right for fan service, like because <laughs> totally. it's been however many ten years, yeah. more than ten years, building up to that. So any fan service that was in there, I was like, it was deserving, and it. I just keep thinking about when Captain America. Uh, Grabs the hammer. Grabs and I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Good noise. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so funny because we forget about Infinity War from 18, but then it's like, how can you get a better film than Infinity War? Well, there you go. There's Endgame. I know. I know. Somehow it's better. Um, I will say, though, when he grabs the hammer, it's just like rain and Force Awakens. However, uh, there's moment the moment where um, the portals happen. Yeah. And I, I said I was, gonna, I was going to be sick during the end scene of Joker. It was an out of body experience in that scene. <laughs> It's just so like much. you can't believe you are seeing this on your screen. This has happened. All these characters in the same scene. Yeah. It's just it's, it's life changing. Yeah. <laughs> Film of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, Aaron. You're number. <laughs> you're number one. Aaron's like sitting waiting patiently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I have no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Arya, number one, please. What's your film of the year 2019? Uh, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Cold, Cold mm-hmm. on the bus. Yep. I can't. I couldn't top it. I know you can't. Uh, for all the reasons you have said, uh, the tension, the Tarantino-ness, uh, <laughs> the fact that it made me want to go and explore old I'm, cinema. I want to go and act. I want to go and <laughs> act. In all, uh, do you know what I mean? It just yeah. inspired me. Yeah. Film. It just was like it made me go like I need to go and watch that film. I need to go watch all these westerns. Yeah. I need to go watch all these war films. Mm-hmm. It just reignited a love of cinema in me. Yeah, absolutely. That is still burning bright. And I watched it again. It's the only film I've watched twice in the cinema this year. So that's oh, really? something. And I'll watch it again. <laughs> and I'll probably watch it again. Mm. Yeah. And then again. Um. Oh fucking yeah. I was I was on I was on board. There was not one minute when I was bored. Uh, the end knowing the history I thought that makes it's once upon a time it's a fairy tale it wasn't true yeah, it didn't yeah, happen yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just beautiful and I three and a half hour film at the end I was going oh yeah now what's going to happen uh-huh, yeah. still involved and it leaves you wanting more the only film I've seen this year that's left you wanting more and after three and a half hours I was going yeah don't finish now you, I remember you said that you didn't want it to end I don't yeah. want it to end I and wish that, I'd seen it in the cinema though. There's something about seeing a Tarantino oh, film just the way he shoots that, it. That music, like the mu- the soundtrack, and uh, mm. yeah, there's a scene in this film where um, DiCaprio was in his pool. He's sitting there learning his lines for the next day, and the camera raises up, and you see a potential car coming into his wee estate. It could be someone coming to kill him, or it could be, but you never even find out what happens. There's tension. There doesn't even need to be tension there, but there is because <laughs> you're like, who is that? And it ends up just being a car, but. Um, and also the scene with the little girl, and and she goes, "That was the greatest acting I've ever seen." Oh yeah, and he and he's like, hmm. and he's like this pride in his face. You're like, "There's an argument for that." Do you know what I mean? It's so it's, good. DiCaprio is just. It's, it's, of, it's odd how, how he how good he is. I feel like it's getting boring. People saying how good he is, but he's so good. This blows the Revenant because and Wolf of Wall Street out of the water for me. It does. And there's such different performances and you could argue that The Revenant required and it's just another level. But it, but, but, but he's better in this he's film. He's better in this film. He's more engaging and more watchable. Yeah. And you see him in interviews and he's just this kind of boring... Dull. Guy. Reserved. He has yeah. no emotions. Yeah. Because he, he holds this, it all for the work. He holds it all for the work. And that's inspiring to me. It's my favourite film of the year. <laughs> Excellent. That's what this podcast is all about. Leanne, what's your film of the year 2019? Uh, Chris, don't worry. I did not forget about it. It's Stan and Ollie. You're joking! No <laughs> way! Oh, it is. Oh, I loved it. It was just... Oh, that's great. We went to see it in November yeah, of 2018. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and when we saw it, it was just... I think we, we discussed it at the time. Like, the whole cinema, the whole Absolutely. audience, it was such a nice... Like, everybody was pissing themselves laughing because it was, like, it was so funny because they had Laurel and Hardy down to a fucking T. Like, if you put side by side the the, the bits that they did, like, snippets of, they of are, sketches that they did, yeah. it is perfectly there. So charming. Just so, it was, yeah, it was just such a charming film. Like, just John C. Riley and Steve Coogan in it, like, the way they worked together was just so nice. And it was, like, the tour around the country, like, seeing all the different little places they went to and... And how it was affecting their health, like, because obviously the guy wasn't that well. Yeah. Um, and it was, I just, I just loved it. I thought it was so sweet. It was so, it made me laugh. It made me cry. And uh, the, the, see the final curtain almost of it. Yes. That 
to uh, that is just one of the most beautiful little it's so simple yeah like that's the thing about the movie there's no there's nothing fancy about it it's just a nice film and it's just the 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 final curtain of it is just so it's such a beautiful just giving his life really, to the art yeah. yeah it's just it was so lovely and i took my mum to see it and um, we went to see it vip uh, and because she loved laurel and hardy growing up like yeah. she it was hilarious so she, for her that was a really nice thing and we she was sitting crying at it and everything yeah. as well and i just thought it was just as we were saying earlier like it's just such a nice tender film i just really loved it it was so nice it's one i'll i'll watch it again and again like happily it's just so sweet just lovely it made me want to go and act yeah it, yeah it made see the way perform. the way they make people laugh yes exactly i was like i want to I that. just like, want, I to want to perform to make, for I want people. to make people feel the way that they're making me feel right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. It was just, it was lovely. Absolutely. And that's why it belongs on anybody's list. Oh, yeah. You know. And that's why I did not forget it. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, this whole year, I'm like, you're like, this is my number one. So, I know, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's great. I'm so happy about that. That's great. Um, before we wrap up, have we got any honourable mentions? Uh, I've got my five. Got some, yeah. I got Frozen 2. Beautiful. I got Booksmart. Oh, Booksmart was great. Yeah. yeah. It was really hard not to have that on the list. Book, that, sorry, in Booksmart, that scene in the taxi. Oh my God. Where the, where the Bluetooth comes through the radio. Yeah, and they're watching porn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lesbian porn. Yes. Oh my God, it was so hilarious. so funny. Um, it Chapter 2. Right. Because you know I fucking yeah. love it. it. I love that whole thing. Oh, Knives Out, saw it last night. It was very good, but I didn't quite make it. And then Zombieland, Double Tap. <laughs> oh, I was so... That's not on. I know, I it was, was so... so so hard for it not to be in the top 10 I was so was... disappointed in it no way I you? Was, yeah. I loved it I, I just thought it. it was so funny I thought it was the perfect sequel to that movie yeah just the, the, with how funny it, it was just, it was brilliant yeah uh, I had obviously five making up my top 15 my number 11 was Marriage Story did you oh, like yeah. it did you oh yeah it's great Adam Driver being a normal human and he's just put on the, on the bus he's massive it's huge. Good what? Big, big, big boy. Big boy. Uh, just really depressed. He was a marine, story. weren't he? Was he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Great film. Toy Story 4. Yesterday. The Upside. Oh, really? Anybody see The Upside? Yeah, Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston. Oh, loved it. Uh, Chasing, Chasing Happiness. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers documentary. The Jonas documentary. Brothers documentary. <laughs> and also, I just want to put an honourable mention to Jumanji, The Next Level. Oh, yeah. Frozen 2, Long Shot, Spider-Man Far Long From Home. Long Shot. Yeah, Far From Blinded Home. Blinded by the Light, room. Booksmart. These films are just incredible. Yeah. What an amazing year for cinema. Yeah, yeah. it was... That's that's what we were saying earlier. It's just it's, It was so hard to make this list just because everything was so good. Yeah. The Lion King remake, Blue Story. So good. You and you got on the mentions? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home as um, Good Boys. Good Boys is funny. Oh, I yeah. never got to see that. Good Boys was funny. Oh, I laughed so much. Just something funny about wee guys saying that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because as much as there's films, like comedy films with young actors in it, that one is like how you actually spoke when you were that yeah, age. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Even though they're swearing and stuff, like, you did kind of swear that age, but you didn't really know what it meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't know what things were, but you acted like you did. Yeah. I thought it was funny. That was on the radio. Yeah, it was a good, good funny film. Other mentions? To be honest with you, I don't have any other ones. <laughs> that was uh, it. I have to say that the other, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 12 films I saw this year, I didn't really like. Oh, really? I didn't like... Well, I could say the ones I didn't like. I didn't, I didn't love Vice. I didn't love 
I liked Vice a lot. The Irishman. I didn't love Marriage Story. I didn't love Yesterday. I didn't love Four. Didn't love Yesterday. Primary. I didn't love Mary Queen of Scots. I didn't love oh, I Beautiful like Boy. I didn't love <gasps> Beautiful Boy. I didn't that love was last year. Though. No, no, Beale Street could talk. Are you joking me? No. I didn't love Extremely Wicked, Shockingly <laughs> Evil and Vile. Oh, I forgot to watch that. Are you fucking joking me? No, it was on my. It's on like my twenty seventh. Sure, it's because I saw it unlimited, didn't I? Yeah. So I, I should have been reminded you about that one, or you? Well, yeah. I know. I didn't remind you. Oh, I think it could have been Beautiful Boy. I loved it. I read the book. Steve Carell in Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong and Steve Carell on screen together is yeah. pure magic to me. Mm. So I know you didn't like it, but... I, I didn't love it. I thought it was, oh, it no. was good. I, I did not like it. I, just didn't I like really it. liked it. There was a scene... Didn't love it. Mm. Really? Can I can't you? say it's an honourable mention. Well, I guess there's a Scorsese in it. Was a good <laughs> scene. I don't know. I need to watch it again in parts because the overwhelming emotion I, get I felt towards the end was I need to get up and walk around. Yeah. <laughs> you just not be sitting in front I wasn't of the screen. I wasn't listening in the end. <laughs> After yeah. someone got, after the whole fucking hour that followed, I didn't feel like needed to be there. Okay, fair. Uh, but the Andy Murray resurfacing documentary, oh, yeah. my honourable mention, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Uh, you probably won't like it because you're not into tennis. But how did you know they're not into tennis? No, he's talking to us. Three, oh, right I here. see. Um, I don't mean documentary. You're at ten. home. Watch it. <laughs> but, well, it's a. F- Freaking brilliant documentary. It sure is, yeah. You... I saw an advert for it the other day, actually, and it did actually it's, look quite it's, interesting. It's, it's emotional. Yeah, no, I saw a clip of him being like, my body just can't take it. It's so... In- wow. Like, so interesting. Yeah. And he's got a metal hip. Yeah. Is he? No. So does my granny. No. And he's playing tennis. <laughs> and yeah. she's not. And she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, guys. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for Get coming it. through. It's a meaty podcast. Coming through here. Bloody hell, if you've made it this far. I'm going to edit some of it out, but I mean, it's fine. It's, it's the best podcast all about. If you made it this far, well done to you. We had an episode this year that was like 45 minutes. We had one that was an hour and a half. That's the beauty of the podcast. All I'll say is, uh, hi, Malcolm Alloway. Hope you made it this far. Because he was, he said he would. Nice. He nice. he'd listen. Hello, everybody. Out there, if you're still listening. <laughs> hi, Mum. Um, hi, Mum, yeah. God, we're tired, we're warm. But I think 2019 is the strongest year of cinema I've ever experienced. And um, making a top 10 was hard, I thought. Has anyone oh, started their 2020 list yet? Yeah, yeah, I've not seen a film from 2020 yet. I have seen one. Oh, what is it? Jojo Rabbit. Oh, is it good? Fucking excellent. Hell, it's great. I think it's going to be my top 10 next I year. I think it's going to be it my top 10 next year, and I have seen it. Yeah. Very funny. We'll talk about it next okay. year. Okay. I'm so ready for it. I oh, saw I saw Jumanji in the cinema the other day. I'm so ready for it. Um, that was the first film I saw in 2020, but obviously it's still a 2019 film, so it doesn't really count. The first one I'm going to see... Either going to be Jojo Rabbit or it's going to be The Lighthouse. Oh, The Lighthouse. Well. Yeah. I think 2020. Or 1917. It's going to be strong. 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 First. Could be strong. Yeah. It's going to be strong on 19? Taking much Yes, for me. Hand. Fair. But I didn't have the end event. I didn't. See, if you take out all the Marvel films, yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot missing. Okay. For me. Yeah, fair. Maybe I should have got on that train, but I just. No time not. to die. Oh yeah, Jay, there's yeah. a new Bond film called? Rami Malek oh, being a bad guy. He just looks bad. He's going to be great there. Bad ass. Yeah, he's a bad ass. Yeah, well thank you everybody for listening. If you even made it this far or even just a bit of it, we appreciate that a lot. The easiest way to support the show is by subscribing here, rating us five stars, leave us a review, tell a friend, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at the Good Bit Pod, and we're on YouTube doing movie reviews and movie reactions. CM42TV on YouTube. Until next time, folks, this has been the Good Bit Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Chris Moffat. That's been Aaron Docker, Liam McMaster, and Ewan Ferguson. Thanks very much for listening. This has been the Good Bit Podcast. Recognize!